All rights for Kuroko's Basketball and its soundtrack are reserved for Tada Toshi, Fujimaki, Weekly Shonen Jump, Shunsuke Tada, Noboru Takagi, Ryosuke Nakanishi, Yoshihiro Ike, Production IG, and Crunchyroll. I hope you enjoy the show. pretend we're netflix and edit that out because that's pretty gay (laughs) (laughs) oh can we be netflix and edit it out because that's pretty gay that's fine i mean well we'll get there welcome to the whose anime is an anime podcast the podcast where everything is made up and the score doesn't matter that's right the score doesn't matter much like realistic shooting percentages don't matter to this show i'm aaron your host with me is ryan a longtime friend and anime extraordinaire how you doing pretty good uh been on a drought haven't watched anime in a while but known aaron for a long time and one of the big things that got us together was the anime that we watched and this has kind of been a classic for us over the years so excited to talk about it well i think like the first big one was one piece in our tutorial class i watched almost all of one piece back then (laughs) Yeah, for that whole year. <laughs> I think I think we tried to race. No, we did. We I think the first like hundred or so episodes, we were racing to like we would come in each day and be like, oh, I'm at this one, I'm at this one, and then I found out I was watching like something like twenty hours a week or something. Yeah. <laughs> of just one piece. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't great. Wasn't a great look for the grades at that point. <laughs> no. To be honest. But it, but it was worth it, especially with where One Piece is at now. Trying not to give spoilers. Yeah, I mean, whenever that decides to end, which, you know, isn't going to happen until we're 40. If we're, if we're alive. <laughs> if, I don't know if Oda, I think Oda might have found the font of youth and decided to write One Piece for the rest of forever, which if would be kind of cool. Die, One Piece will still be getting produced. Oh, it, I mean, it beats the way that Hunter Hunter's produced. Which is not being produced. <laughs> Breaks every, every six months. Oh, I wrote a chapter? Six month break. That was a lot, guys. It was eight pages. <laughs> Can't even draw. <laughs> it looks so bad half the it's, time. It's just terrible. But great story. Love that. It's it's fantastic story. But yeah, we're talking about uh Kuroko's basketball today, which is uh that is I think one of our favorite shows. At least one of my favorite sports anime. It's definitely one of your it's one of my favorite sports anime. It's up there with uh I think the only one that I like better than it is... Oh, maybe I don't like anything better than it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like Ace of Diamond a lot. Ace of Diamond's really... I don't like baseball as much as you do. Not nearly. Well, I mean, I worked in professional baseball. Yeah, I know. I, like, I... <laughs> it's not... I don't think very many people that like anime also like baseball as much as I do. Yeah. But you, you, have, you definitely have a, uh, a, a special kind of attachment there, but... Yeah. I, I thought it was a good show. I just I didn't get into it as much as I did Kuroko. So no, but Kuroko is very shiny. You know, give the listeners a little bit about your anime background, and then we'll talk about our our anime conversations over the many years. Yeah, 
I guess I started watching uh, as a kid, like with Dragon Ball. And then I always kind of kept up with it a little bit, but end of middle school, start of high school is when I really started watching again. And now I've got a long list that's lazily updated of everything I've watched, but it's definitely far over a hundred now. Do you want to give <laughs> the, the real number or do you want to? Uh... Um, I mean, I, I haven't updated in a while, but my list is currently at 127. So <laughs> of yeah. what I've put down. So I just, I, yeah, I've been around the block a few times. A couple of times. I just remember when we were sharing that Crunchyroll account, I would see like 50 shows that I'd never heard of before. I, I would just add so many things to the queue because I'd be like, yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd watch that. Because my line of thinking was always like, well, a whole season of a show is really like what? If you skip the like intros and exits after yeah. you watch the first one, it's like three and a half hours. And it's like, it's like a long movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like, an Avengers movie. You can watch a show in a day. It's like, yeah. It's like you watch Endgame and then you watch Infinity War again and then you've seen two whole series that day. Yeah, exactly. No problem. That's the thing. Like Sometimes I feel gypped with some of these shows is like, you know, you get your opening and some of them have been really stretching their opening. Like if it's not a banger, I don't want to hear it for five minutes, you know? Yeah, and, and some that, of them are, but... Yeah, I don't know if you started uh, a hero no Sora or have watched that. You you told me to, but I I haven't. I I told you earlier I've been doing a lot of reading. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> but whenever you get around to that, the or if you just want to like listen to the opening, like the most recent opening is a banger, but it lasts yeah. for three minutes. So you well, know. like Tower of God came out recently, and I really like the opening of that. I mean, I'm very attached to that series of yes. but <laughs> I really like that opening a lot. Yeah, that's a that's a show that, you know, I think when it ends, or at least when the show ends, mm-hmm. like you should come on for that because you care about it all more than I do. So I've been reading it for years. <laughs> yeah. You were like, hey, when this comes out as an anime, you you tried to get me to read it in college. I was, I was like, like I was like, you're watching it. I yes. was like, if you don't read it, you're watching it. Yeah. And I and I really, really hope that that blonde girl whose name escapes me right now. Rachel. Yes, I. Not so far, not a fan. No, trust me, you're not going to be more of a fan. (laughs) I was hoping to be like a redeeming quality, but no. No, there's no no redeeming qualities. Her best quality is she's just a horrible person. (laughs) Uh, well, that's not encouraging. But the show was fun. You have Chestnut Bam to look forward to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like he's going to be a baller in the next season. He's an absolute baller. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to grow my hair. I'm going to get high. I'm surprised. I know a couple people that they were like, they tried to read it like you beforehand and they didn't. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, I watched like two episodes when it was like they were watching it on release. And they're like, then I had to read it. Like, I started yeah. reading. <laughs> yeah. I didn't... Talk about Kuroko probably. Yeah. But just going back to like... Far. I do like to spend a little bit of time like with history stuff because like everybody's different, you know. Yeah. And like the last two guys I had were, you know, kind of novices. I mean, one was a real novice. The other one was like uh, a kind of a novice. I mean, he watched Naruto growing up a little bit. Like we all did if we could catch it on Toonami or something like that. Like, you know, you didn't have the story together. But I was one of those ones that didn't watch Naruto till college. I mean, I that was freshman year for me. I thought you watched it earlier than that. 
I started watching it at the end of high school. Like I started watching like the original Naruto, skipping yeah. all the filler, which is like most of it. <laughs> um, but I watched all of Shippuden my freshman year. Yeah, as long as you skip the filler, like it makes that show a lot easier to binge through. Mm-hmm. Like one of my buddies is like, "No, I want to watch the whole thing." And I'm like, "All right, I mean, <laughs> if that's not worth want. it." But some some of the filler, like like I read on the wiki, you can look at the filler, and yeah. I read, you know what the episodes were before I skipped them, especially yeah. Shippuden, because some of them were interesting. Yeah. But the Gurren one was interesting. I like watching, like, you know, I know they needed filler for certain reasons, probably depending on release of the yeah. show and where the writing was at, but I like, you know, following along the main storyline that the show's all about. Yeah. As coherently as I can. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, sometimes they'll throw in, like, a filler arc, especially with the Three Tales stuff, but that's, that's for the Naruto podcast which is going to be like a five-part series with like seven different people so <laughs> that'll be fun I'm, I'm looking i'm looking forward to that but um but yeah so you you were telling me earlier what your first five shows were and one of them was neon genesis my sister got me to watch that actually a long time ago and i think that and baron logan is what really got me into it because mm. i i'm a big fan of like the obviously uh the shonen kind of genre and a lot of the sports animes are shonen yeah um the whole like coming up story yeah kind of idea which i really like i mean i like the underdog thing i've also watched plenty of all the different genres but i think i if i'm gonna sit down and watch something it's usually something like shonen yeah i mean it seems like from what when we lived together um it was either shonen or like slice of life yeah no it's usually those two so because yeah, there's a lot of random slice of life I like, but I always like the kind of adventure What's stories, adventure? you could say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why I like Naruto, Hunter Hunter. Dragon Ball Z, I guess, kind of has that. But I haven't watched that show. I still I know. <laughs> I refuse. And I, wa- and I watched Naruto for you. You, you should want- at least... You should just watch the abridged for Dragon Ball, honestly, because yeah. if you don't want to watch the show, the abridged is much shorter. And it basically covers all the important things, and it's hilarious. It was. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting around to the hell scene and Attack on Titan um, episodes of the podcast oh, because I, I keep rewatching the hell scene abridged because it's, it's so good. It's so good. I've watched it so many times. Like even recently, I like watch. I'll watch people react to it as like an excuse to like watch it again. <laughs> How many times do you think you've watched the hell scene abridged series at this point? Because I think I might be at seven. I was gonna, I was about to say like, like somewhere between eight to ten. <laughs> yeah. Like three or four playthroughs in the last month, probably. <laughs> yeah, jeez, it's a good one. It's a if, it yeah. So good. if you haven't watched Helsing, I plugged it on the last podcast. But part of the reason I want everybody to watch Helsing is also because I want them to watch Helsing Abridged, which yeah. for those who don't know, Abridged series are like comedic reworks of the original show. People that really love the show just either trying to fix it or making their own, you know, little spin off of it. Yeah, with without it like doing without doing it a disservice. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not like they're making fun. Like sometimes they make fun of the show, but it's not like it's never in like a hateful or spiteful way. It's always like, you know, it's like you know they make fun of something like why did that happen? Because it doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's no, like, or like, like the big titty police girl. Article. Yeah. Gosh, it's like I didn't just get done saying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. That things. Was, um... What things? You don't do things. Yes, I do. I go for walks <laughs> through the woods and kill homicidal vampire priests. Yes. <laughs> this is also a. Uh, you, you need to stop going podcast. on walks. <laughs> oh, it is? Okay. I yeah. don't know if I can believe. No, yeah, you can so, definitely swear. So. Okay, good. That's up to you. That's up to you and your professional, you know, whatever you want to do for your professional career. So <laughs> I don't care anymore. Yeah, Not about, I, I care about my professional career. I just don't care about it. Like, I don't think most of the people I'll be working with will hear this, to be honest. No, I mean, I'm with you. Um, I think a lot of and even if they do, uh, probably because they're cool. Oh, well, I only know one person that wants to be a dentist, and I don't know if he's cool. I'm going to take that personally. going to take it personally. <laughs> oh, it's talking um, to you. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> so I'm oh, taking it personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't all make mistakes, okay? <laughs> this is, no, this is true. So the, the funniest story, I think, though, is the Kuroko when we were, when, like, Kuroko was first a thing, and we watched it, like, you know, twice, essentially. Yeah. Um. I think one of the stories that you tell everybody that we're friends with is when I came home plastered our sophomore year. Yeah, yeah. So I, you tell it better than um, I do, but because I yeah, don't really so remember it. Sophomore year of college, uh, Aaron and I roomed together, and what we got out of that was uh, he came home one night. Uh, relatively speaking pretty drunk <laughs> um and he had previously been re-watching Kuroko and he started it up and sat on our couch while I was uh, playing some games on my computer and then I turned around it had been a few hours and it was now deep into the mo- like the early reaches of the morning and he woke up on the couch he's like I didn't I didn't remember this part of the game because there was still there was still the same uh, characters on screen yeah, it's like one of the previous games where he fell asleep, but it was about seven episodes further. And he's like, he's like, oh, I didn't know, like, I slept for that long, like, that they're near the end of this game. I'm like, it's been like five episodes. Yes, this is <laughs> actually like, the rematch. I should, he's like, I should go to bed. Yeah, I'm like, this is like a completely different arc of the show. He's like, I should go to bed. <laughs> that was probably like four in the morning. Oh, it was definitely at least. Four yeah. In the when that yeah, happened. I don't even remember. Like, I remember turning on the show and like. I don't remember the waking up and turning were, it off. Part. You were you were out in like probably less than fifteen minutes. For yeah, sure. that was a fun time though. I was talking to um, Ryan, the other Ryan, who is my cousin, uh, and Christopher about sophomore year, and that was yeah. definitely one of the best years of college for sure. Yeah, that was the year that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, and I so. didn't have like I had like half a senior year, so it's not like. Yeah, that's true. And half of a freshman year. I wish so, I had half a senior year. I didn't do anything senior year. So, yeah, we will. I mean, I've watched 70 shows. You've watched 130 shows. So we're well-versed in the animes, the big yeah. animes. And the I, know, I know I became a snob when I started paying more attention to the, like, opening credits and songs and everything. And, you know, when I would come up with you know, musical artists. I was like, oh yeah, I like their work. I remember them from something else. And then I was like, I think it might have an issue. <laughs> yeah. When you when you start recognizing Japanese voice actors, you know, like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> You're like, the one I watched five weeks ago had the same person in it. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> I still don't understand what he's saying, except for reading the subtitles. But like, this is definitely the same guy. Yeah. Law from, um, 
One Piece is in Ace of Diamond, not this show. I think he actually does Akashi too. Really? Yeah. Um, let me. Let me just I guess that kind of makes. I think, yeah. So it's Hiroshi Kamiya. He is. Shout out Hiroshi. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It's on the wiki. Yeah, One Piece. He is in it twice, actually. Um, when was Kuroko made? 2015? I want to say. Uh, I think around then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Akashi Seijiro. Huh. So that was like that was like one of those moments where Ace of Diamond was out and we we were watching Kuroko and One Piece was like in the midst of the law arc. I was like, wait, wait, wait just a minute. These guys all sound the same. He's a Levi. He's also Levi? Yeah. This man's a this this man. I'm looking at his I'm looking at his list. He's in so many things. This man Oh, that's where I know him from. He's in uh Dararara. Mm. Oh, that's a show I haven't watched, but people have um, told Very me to good watch. Show. Actually, no, I definitely have watched Dorara recently. It's got like a couple of seasons. Yeah, I I, I did not think I was going to like it when I started it. I, I think kind of surprisingly almost, mm-hmm. and I really liked it by the end. Hmm. Oh, he's in Fate Stay Night. Wait, is he well. in Bu- is he in Bungo Stray Dogs too? Uh, he, you know what? Probably <laughs> at this point, like this list is long. This list is a very long list. Yeah, like this man has been getting have to... paid. Oh, he was in the he was in the Bungo Stray Dogs movie. Mm. He uh, he's in Trigun. He's in oh, I love he's Zazi the Beast. Oh, uh, yeah. He's in Dragon Ball GT. I saw that. Yeah, Jesus, Babe Beyblade. For all those throwback love, everyone loves Beyblade, right? Gotta love me some Beyblade. He's in a lot of different Monogatari series, too. Mm-hmm. He's in oh. Angel Beats. <laughs> is he really? That's a good show. Yeah. It is a good show. I didn't like, I, well, I watched a few episodes of it when I first watched it, because some people in school were like, in high school, they were like, you should watch this. And I was like, I didn't get into it. Yeah. But then later I watched it like of my own accord and I was like, oh, this is actually really good. It's as good as everybody told me. Yeah. 2010 was a good year for anime. And he's in Fate Stay Night too. What the yeah. Hell? Yeah. Uh, Neuro oh. Rise of the Yokai Clan. Oh, he's Mephisto in Blue Exorcist. Wow. <laughs> he's just, just the more the more I look, like even old shows, like he's in a lot. You know, it's just you know, just keep going. You know, I mean, geez, he's in Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, but just as like as as officer. I actually didn't watch Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't know who that is. I don't no, know I have it. no idea. That's like a side character. Yeah, Sword Art Online. Oh, he is oh, Zach Seed. <laughs> kind of brought it down. Uh, hey, 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 that's <laughs> that'll be a roast show for sure. Did you, oh, you mention? Gotta, you got to do it. You got to do it very. Uh, uh, seriously because everybody roasts the show mm. you know i should i should do it in which like i actually am in favor of the show even if i'm not i mean there's just talk about the first 11 episodes yeah that's i mean <laughs> that that's way, really the plan that way you can unironically be in favor of it instead of like the next 75 that then nobody could, cares about then you can trash the rest of them because it, it really did just get horrible and it stayed kind of horrible yeah 
Yeah, I, I like looked at it because I wanted to do a podcast about it. And I was like, wait a minute. When did five more seasons happen? Wait, he was in a show as himself. You, okay. If he was in an anime as himself, like that's... He was in Seiyu's Light. I don't know what that is. Comedy Slice of Light. Okay, I'm going to watch that later. <laughs> just <laughs> finding your I just have finding so your many watch more list. tabs now. <laughs> yeah. Just finding your watch list based on one voice actor's long list of uh, filmography. Oh, he was Yato in no, no, or Noragami, too. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a pretty big repertoire, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, I mean, he's got to be old by this point. Like, he's been doing it since 1992. He's only 45. This oh, man. Wow. <laughs> this man is going to be one of the best. He's like, if not already, he's probably got to be one of the best voice actors, like, ever. He started doing voice acting when he was. 17 to now (laughs) that's that's pretty legit can't take anything away from that honestly no what were you doing what what was i doing at 17 not a lot (laughs) being a sad boy yeah big sad i mean you were you were obviously preparing for your future you were watching anime so yeah (laughs) this is not something i expected to be doing uh when we were juniors or seniors in high school is like we've always just kind of talked, like shot the shit with whoever was around about shows. Yeah. And well, there was a lot of people we tried to convince to like start watching shows too. Yeah. I mean, good examples I think are some of the people you've had on the podcast previously. Yeah, and some of the people that are just gonna got be them like, hey, just try it. Like, I know you'll like this. Like, yeah, just give it like five episodes. It's only an hour out of your life. Like, yeah. What's the worst that can happen? And then every single one has been like, this is good shit. This is, this. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, drink the, they drink the proverbial sugar. Yeah, yeah. The, definitely jumps headfirst into the Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. I remember trying to get a lot of people to watch back when I was in uh, early high school, um, Reborn. I have not watched, I watched a couple episodes of it, but I was watching a lot of other stuff and I've not watched all of it yet. That's when I realized I couldn't expect people to try to get through 20 episodes to get to the good stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of hard. Like a big thing that kept me from watching Naruto till you were like, most of it is filler. <laughs> yeah. Like don't watch the filler. And then, yeah. and then I like, sp- I mean, there's not that much in the original series, but I like watched that in less than a week and then started watching Shippuden. Yeah, Shippuden's, I mean, it gets kind of Dragon Ball-y, but we'll save that for the uh, save that for the Naruto podcast when I've had all of my frustrations about that show, despite loving it very much. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to have Jack on for a Boruto podcast, <laughs> whenever that ends. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, probably in like five, four, three years, two years, I don't know. They're plowing through the series, so. Yeah, so Kuroko's basketball. We'll talk more about that instead of just anime at large. <laughs> instead of just everything, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to run through a quick plot summary so that I don't spoil anything. Uh, this is going to be the non-spoiler section. Okay. So just, uh, you know, for anybody that's listening that just enjoys the show generally and listening to our voices, appreciate you. Here's why you should watch Kuroko's basketball. 
So the, uh, the plot of the show is from the wiki. The basketball team rose to distinction by demolishing all basketball teams. The regulars of the team became known as the Generation of Miracles. After graduating from middle school, these five stars went to different high schools with top basketball teams. However, a fact known to few is that there was another player of the, in the Generation of Miracles, a phantom sixth man. The mysterious player is now a freshman at Sarian High, a new school with a powerful, if little-known team. Now, Tetsuya Kuroko, the sixth man, and Taiga Kagami, a naturally talented player who spent most of middle school in the U.S., aim to bring Sarian to the top of Japan and begin taking on Kuroko's former teammates one by one. That's about your boy Kuroko. He's a, he's a small, small boy who Very small boy. is really good at passing. <laughs> Which I learned is a thing that actually exists even in professional basketball that I did not know beforehand. Is what? It's people that specialize like in passing. I mean, they, they can still shoot, but sh- you showed me a couple examples in the past. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't remember any names, but there's some people that are, are known for their ball handling skills, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're not going to start with the jokes now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there are the guys, like, that kind of go under the radar a little bit. And, and Ryan's not as much of a basketball nut as I am, which is why this will be, like, a good show is, um, you know, you got guys like Ricky Rubio, who plays for the Suns, who's the pa- a passing specialist. Like, he can do other things. Like, he can score and stuff like that sometimes, but he's, that's not what he's known for, you know. When you get to the NBA level, like, there are guys who you just – are so good at passing that you really are just valued just on that. Like maybe you can mm-hmm. defend, you know, like Lonzo Ball, who if you watch basketball, a lot of people know just because his dad is pretty famous for opening his mouth and uh, supporting his kids, which I have no problem with the supporting the kids part. Um, and Lonzo is really good at passing, but can't do much else except for, you know, defend here and there. Like he's got a, 55% free throw percentage and a, which is not like league average is like 75%. And then, and then his like three point percentage was like under 30 and league average is like 35. So <laughs> not, not great. You know, can't get to the rim, can't do anything else. So, but he's a little big, so he can't be like Kuroko and like kind of just dip around everybody and like hide his presence, yeah. you know? Well, Kroko is like an example of one of those people that's like, you know, they found a different way to like, his whole story is like he found a different way to stand up to the people that were stronger players than him by developing his own style. Yeah, I mean, it does help when you're surrounded by literally the best players in existence. Not not even in just Japan. Like, there's just a dude who can shoot three or three pointers from the entire court, you know. Like that doesn't, that doesn't exist. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just completely unrealistic shot percentage. It's just a hundred percent hit chance. It's like, what? (laughs) He's like, if he gets the ball, he's going to make it. It's like, wait, wait a minute. I know. I, we always would argue about this, right? Cause we'd be like, okay, three points is always more than two. And they all, the ball always switches hands and he can shoot it literally from like, they could just hand him the ball, like in the corner of the court and he can shoot it. Yeah, which he does. And, it's and, if, like, and if they interfere with him, it's a foul. And like half the time it goes in anyway. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, how, do, how does anyone win? Like they have to like almost throw the game by giving the ball to somebody else. I don't even know if that's essentially what happens. Like they have other good players on that team too, which. I know. They have some other like really good players too. So. Yeah. I mean, that's, 
So the five, that was one of the generation of miracles. And each of these like guys have like special skills like Kuroko for passing. So um, Akashi, which we mentioned, is a point guard that plays for arguably the best team in Japan now, um, or the high school is considered in that game or in that show. He's, he can cross people up, you know, at any point in time, like, and can see the future of, like, what you're going to do next. So that's, yeah, <laughs> it's absurd. Um, I mean, that's a spoiler, I guess, kind of, now that I think about it. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's too much of a spoiler to say, like, the the main, like, six characters in the series. And that yeah. They, have, they, have, they obviously all have specialties in basketball. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna... like the... <laughs> I don't want to get too far into it because I actually really like the introduction of the characters a lot. Like, yeah. That's something the show does really well is like introducing the generation of miracles and then like their supporting cast as well. Because like you, you kind of care about them just a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. Because okay. you, you come to see why they are revered in the way they are. Yeah. And I like, uh, you know, like I like other teams outside of Saren, you know, the main team. Like, the, it's fun to, like, they'll play game. That's the thing I like about, like, some of these sports anime is, like, they'll play games for other teams, and that'll be, like, a plot point in the series, and it's fun to watch. Yeah, well, yeah, like, with the movie that came out afterwards, like, after the series. Yeah. I really I really enjoyed that. And, oh, like, that's I, really good. I, whenever they weren't playing Seiren, I always rooted for Kaijo, Kisei's team. Yeah, well, Kisei's fun. Yeah, I mean, he's just, like, I think it's just part of his character, but like, I really enjoyed like rooting for his team because it was like, he was he always seemed like the most friendly to Kuroko. Yeah. When they were in high school. Even though Kuroko <laughs> like doesn't really like him too much sometimes. Well, I mean, he, I think Kuroko thinks he's a playboy, which is true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a model. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's just that like, oh yeah, he's perfect at everything kind of person. Yeah. But I mean, that's like all of them <laughs> yeah but like everyone knows somebody like that you know yeah like somebody who's just extremely good looking who is doesn't might not be the best at everything but is somehow good at everything yeah like they, they like it's like they never like it, you look at them you're like do you fail at anything <laughs> yeah. do you know what failure even means and they're like sorry what yeah like have a good family life too and everything it's like oh well you mean just you just have it all, don't you? Like I gotta be home by eight. My mom's making dinner. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, not to. I don't want to get too far into spoilers, but like, Kuroko's plot is fat. Like it's quick because it's a short show, but it's you know, I mean, relatively short. It's what seventy episodes. But I mean, I think seventy episodes is on the longer end. I mean, for most shows, most shows are thirteen unless they get a second season. The thing I like about it is, you know, it sets up this history of just this team that as they came of age became just full of Goliaths. That's the whole, you know, generation of miracles thing that he yeah. came from. And then, you know, as it goes forward into the future, the idea is they all split up because there's no competition if they're all together. And it, sets up, this, no it sets up this like David, you know, versus goliath's kind of competition where you know you always expect like the shonen character to win and a lot of the times not to get into spoilers but a lot of the times it's like you feel like there's no hope 
Like yeah. that's how like without overselling it, you really feel how powerful the other people are. Yeah. As players. And that was like, and that's one of the things that a lot of showmen as well is like, you know, they'll write a lot of some writer writers will write themselves into a corner and then have to like pull some random well, thing. They have from, to they have to make something up to allow yeah. the character or the main character to get out of that situation. Yeah. But like with the with this show in particular, like a lot of it is within the realm of possibility. It's not like Kuroko yeah. just it, it starts being able to shoot three pointers all of a sudden or you know can dunk all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, I think the most ridiculous person is Midorima, and that's. <laughs> but I, the rest of them are all very like realistic, and even like when you look into the broader scope of things, and like if you like start looking like I know they're in middle school, but like you start looking at their height and stuff, it's like you know for where they're playing, Murasaki Bura is tall, but he's not like that tall. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. tall for he's tall for Japan, but like he's not he's not like he's not even that tall for a basketball player. <laughs> Like what's his list in high school? Uh, I think it's 6'3". Six, 6'10", six, uh, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty... Apparent, apparently, by the end of high school, that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty... I mean, that's pretty tall. That Yeah, that is tall. Like, that's a, you know, a power forward, like, center in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But it's not like... He's not like... Bo, I don't know if you know who Boba Marjanovic is. He's, no. he's a 7'3", just monster... I think that, I might know who that is. He was on the Pistons for a little bit, and yeah. he like it's not like he would fit into professional basketball. Yeah, and it's not like it's like, and that's around when he'd be reaching the top of his height. It's not like he's like, oh yeah, he's eight feet tall. Yeah, sometimes sometimes the show might make him feel eight feet tall. Yeah, but that's because like, I mean, even if you look on the wiki, you like see their height comparisons when yeah. they're all standing next to each other, and it's like he is the tallest by a good amount. Yeah, I mean, it, like, the tallest people on, you know, Kuroko's team is, uh, oh, yeah, Kiyoshi Tepe. My ex- I don't know why I was messing up. He's my height. Like, Kiyoshi Tepe is 6'4", he, which he's a center in the game, and, like, he's one of the taller guys on the court, like, outside of Murasaki Barra. Yeah. And, like, I've, pl- I've played against guys who are 6'10", as a 6'4", center. And it happened. you're like uh no yeah like i mean when i you know when i was a soft like freshman or sophomore in in high school and like i reached that height it's like sure i'm tall compared to everybody else but when i have to play a center that's actually tall it's like okay well i guess i guess i'm not getting a rebound you you know i I like that like it it definitely makes it like realistic like it's not like all these high schoolers from japan are you know, all like six foot five, six foot six, or something like that. All of a sudden, like Kuroko's like five foot three, and you know, like Akashi is like five foot like six, five seven. You know, yeah. Like it's not like they're NBA stars in high school, but like I mean, like some other shonen would do. You know, I mean, Kuroko's not even that short. I mean, he's one sixty eight. I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> the metric system. Which was in America, so I don't know. That's use... 66 inches, so that's 5'4". I guess that's pretty short. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how tall are you? I mean, it's it's below. I'm 5'10". Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm honestly 5'10". Yeah. Yeah, he's 5'6". Like, I like six. to say. Yeah. You know, like, that's not getting anyone anywhere in basketball. I, I'm 5'10", and I don't go anywhere in basketball. Well, that's... 
don't that's think that's different reason. Yeah. That's not because of your height. That's because I don't play basketball. Yeah. I don't think you played competitive sports just for tennis, right? Uh yeah. But yeah, I don't know how tennis. good I don't know how good you were at tennis. I was like I was like moderate. I was I mean if anyone watches or if anyone knows the tennis rankings, I was like a four, four, five, which is like every point five you go up, you should be able to beat somebody a point five lower than you, like six oh six oh in the match. Well it does also I, I feel like it helps having a parent who's like good at tennis. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> helps and deters. <laughs> <laughs> the the parent parent coaches aren't always, you know, a favorite among kids, you could say. But <laughs> yeah, it depends on like how they are with their kid, you know? Yeah. Like if you coddle your kid and you know don't give them any real hard coaching but you give everyone else hard coaching and give them like the preferential treatment like i get it like if i sucked my dad was like nah <laughs> yeah you're not, you're not playing my mom's like she's a real good tennis pro but the the thing that comes is that she just you know there's always like which is like it's a good mentality and like i enjoy it now but when i was a kid the fact that it's like even when you do well it's like there's always something to work on yeah i was like but i won the match yeah <laughs> you know yeah that's that kind of thing part. it's like uh... but now it's just like okay yeah i get it i wasn't good and i still needed to get better yeah but now like that kind of stuff is something i self-impose where it's like you do something wrong and you're like oh, like yeah i, I should have hit harder or something or i didn't hit hard enough and that's why it went out yeah uh, yeah but when you're young, it's it's hard to like really incorporate that active criticism on yourself and not have it be upsetting. Yeah, I mean, like when you're young, you don't even have self awareness. Yeah, you know, like even in like high school, I didn't have like athletic self awareness till I was maybe a junior or senior in high school. You know? Oh no, it's definitely the same for me. Like my when I played tennis my senior year, I was like, what? <laughs> like so many like it's you get like those eureka moments. Yeah. And I've had those, like, when watching, like, you ever watched, like, a long show before? And I get them, like, when I talk with you, like, if we talk about, especially, like, when we talk about Naruto, but if we talk about Hunter x Hunter or other shows like that, you, like, get that moment where you learn something new or you just see somebody else's perspective on it and you're like, oh, like, it makes you look at the show completely differently or it yeah. makes you appreciate it in a different way. Yeah. And I think that's, like, one of the things that was good about um, Kuroko, too, just because, like, you know, the, sli- the slice of lifestyle slice of life stuff is your like expertise compared to mine as far as as far as like out of all the friends i know i'd probably watch the most of that stuff just comparatively but you know so much about basketball i mean obviously you've already shown it with just the players you know and i knew so little it's just you know when things seem weird to me you're asking questions and stuff and like getting those answers i was like oh it makes more sense and you you get an appreciation for how much you could say research or a lot of uh when making the original like manga or making the show a lot of the artists they put in a lot of time to like either they played the sport a lot and they really enjoy it and that's why they're writing a manga or you know being part of the creation of a show around it or they've just done a ton of research on it and i think in both cases the shows come out very well yeah especially like even though there's a lot of you know extravagant play in Kuroko, like it's noticeable on how much the author knows about the game of basketball. Yeah, you know? it's not just like I know people are on a court, and if you shoot from here, you get three points. You shoot from here, you get two points. 
Yeah. It's way more about that. There's so much, you know, whether it's from the training to just comparing to when to switch players out, you know, when things are being effective and, you know, having, there's a lot of intelligence. I think you could say like, even in the side characters and stuff, I'm trying to think Rico is the captain of Saren, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, they give her the background that like, she's always seen, you know, athletic people because her father works with professional athletes and Mm -hmm. she kind of has like that, but she has that intelligence to be a coach to like, understand when a plan's working or when something's not working and you know she's not just like oh yeah i'm you know i'm the coach because there needs to be a coach for the basketball team she's yeah. the coach because there's a sponsor but he, he's just he's like some old guy you know <laughs> and yeah. he's just like you know he's there so that there can be a team because the team needs a sponsor but she really runs everything and does everything yeah exactly because like, she's invested in it yeah and some of the coaches are like teachers but you, you, that doesn't mean that they're going to be good you know like you you might get a good coach every once in a blue moon and when they're affiliated with the school but also having a kid that whose dad played in the Japanese professional league and has worked with professional athletes like or been around professional athletes her whole life like it's it's cool to see and going back to like the how much you know studying and knowledge of the the sport that they have like I feel like it's harder to write an anime or like write a manga about something that already exists like that and do it that level than it is to like create something on your own, you know, because people will always like judge what your version of the thing that people already know. No, I think that's a good point, especially when it's something that exists and is there because, you know, there's plenty of people that know a lot about basketball and they know when it's being presented correctly. So it's kind of a harder audience to please. Or when you take a show like Hunter Hunter, it's like the world is, especially as you learn later, it's like, it's very vast. Yeah. (laughs) You know, there's, there's a lot going on and they can just, you know, the world can become bigger if they want it to, or it can be like, Oh, you know, the world was smaller. It doesn't really matter because it's all, you don't know anything about the world. You only know what the authors told you and they've showed you a map, but there's no guarantee that's the whole map. I mean, we've come to figure out that that's not the whole map. It's like a small cluster of islands. Yeah. It's um, like the whole world is a, is a maze, and then there's just like... But that circles around to what you said earlier, the whole, you know, you have something, uh, and you have to, like, you write yourself into a corner, that issue. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll make it a literal corner of the map, and now, you know, there's more to put the story into. Mm-hmm. And they can make up random creatures and any sort of fantasy shown in like that. But where it's basketball, it's like the fact that there's, you know, the abilities of the players and the thought process that goes into it and the way the game is actually played is basketball. Yeah. <laughs> even, though there, even though there's way too much talking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, this is true. Like someone will put up a shot and they'll be like, they'll have a whole inner monologue and like a flashback. And then the shot goes in. I'm like, I've played basketball. There's sometimes, there's seriously five minutes though. I mean, like, of just like straight up talking. And it's like, pretty sure the basketball's still in the air. <laughs> this is the, there's zero gravity on this planet right now. Like, it, pretty sure we're in a flashback in a flashback and the ball's still traveling. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how that's possible. I, I, I can't even get one thought in when a basketball's being shot outside of, hey, maybe I got to go get a rebound. Yeah, it's like, it's like, do do I really trust this is going in? <laughs> yeah, I think that's like, you know, not to jump to a different anime, but I think that's part of the reason why I like uh, I hear in Osora 
is it doesn't do stuff like that. As much as I love uh, Kuroko, it's one of those things that, you know, there's the differentiation is nice, you know, like mm-hmm. just having different takes on stuff like that with the same amount of expertise. So yeah, where were we? We were talking about basketball. Welcome back. We got back, cut off. Basketball. <laughs> yeah, welcome back, basketball. We uh, we got cut off from my faulty internet. Um. <laughs> so yeah, non-spoiler. Continuing the non-spoiler section. Like, this is the part where it's pretty easy to talk about the music and the animation just because there's no spoilers of music or animation mm-hmm. but this show has one of the best soundtracks in anime like hands down oh yeah i use some of the music i have like downloaded some of the music to use for my workout playlist and, and at one point i was using it when i was in high school to listen to prior to like baseball games that i would play you know, it's, it's really like uh, I'm trying to think how to describe it. It's, it's very like like uppity music, but it also it fits the series very well. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't feel detached, and you know the different music and the different seasons as it goes through uh, really fits together. Yeah, and like it, it, it progresses, it de- you know regresses when it needs to. You know, yeah, it's, it's not just, just like overwhelming hype. I guess is I feel like the issue that <laughs> do I do I need to make another jab at fairy tale on this on a podcast? Come oh, on. It, it already hurt itself enough by existing. <laughs> and service tale. And service tale. Well, the, on the last episode, I know you haven't listened to it yet, but on the last episode, my uh, Tyler mentioned that you know the show is for like a show is for fourteen-year-old boys with the bottom fan service and stuff like that. And he was talking about Seven Deadly Sins. <laughs> so I can I can test that. <laughs> yeah. But he was not a fan of that show. Really? So I yeah, mean I guess it's I guess it's a niche thing. I know you're a big fan, so I wanted to I like, start some I like that show. You want to start some drama. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start some podcast controversy. I I think it's a good show. It's very simple. I mean it's not like I don't watch it to be deep. I watch it because it's kinda like it's kinda like fun to watch, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Like just like it's like it's like enjoyable. It's it's a uh, serotonin, you know. It's an Avengers movie. And, and I'm a drug addict, so. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> no, but but also yes. <laughs> but also yes. Uh, it's why you just dropped a lot of money on a new gaming computer. And it's not just for gaming; it's for school too. That's, yeah, but you don't need. Yeah, you can't lie to me. I, I can't. Why would you? Why would anyone drop that much money for a school computer? I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you'd have to ask somebody that did. That would be you. Yeah. I, so think, my school, I think my school computer is more expensive than the one that they're making me buy. <laughs> why does it have like some special? No, it's it's just like a nice it? MacBook. Oh. Uh. So that's why I got. I don't know. Do you know? I, I got an iPhone. Oh, you oh yeah. My texts. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. 
<laughs> you had me in the first half, not gonna lie. Wait <laughs> just a damn sec. I don't see any green. Where did the green go? Got him. That's what they call me, gringo. No. Um <laughs> No. <laughs> Only whore gringo. But uh but yeah, I mean like Seven Deadly Sins, I haven't watched it. Fairy tale though, you know, super hype beast, you know, fan service show. I like like the first five episodes of Fairy Tale or something, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it's just very bad. They have their their tournament arcs kind of enjoyable, but it's not worth watching to that point. Yeah, the, I mean, the, like two hundred episodes or whatever you need to watch to get there. It's is it a is it a shonen? Does it have a tournament arc? The answer is tournament arc. Yeah. If the answer is no, it's not. Does it have a tournament arc? It's when is the tournament arc? Exactly. <laughs> Every it show, could be, it could be like some shows where the whole show is just a tournament arc. Yeah, like uh, like out of high school. Yeah. Which is fine. Like it's fine. I mean, like, I mean if you're gonna I mean, make like a show most, about a tournament, most, like basically yeah. all of Kuroko is a tournament arc. Yeah. It has a it has a little like foreplay before they start playing basketball, like <laughs> the first two episodes. If you remember the first episode of the show, it's like, is yeah. this a basketball show? They're like, there's all these flower petals for half of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like super slice of life for like a second. Yeah, it's, it's it's got like this very different feel from like the third episode in. Yeah. It starts being way more consistent with what you'd expect it to be, yeah. I think. I think that's why I like the show so much because, you know, it's hard. It's You can't relate to shonen characters as much like I relate to some of the people because I, I played competitive sports in high school and like I wasn't that good you know and so you like you relate to Kuroko <laughs> well no it's not that I relate to Kuroko because he's he's a specialty in his own right but like you know with some of the guys on the bench or like some of the other guys are like I you know I worked my ass off to get to this point and I'm still not better than <laughs> you're more you like know. Shinji is that what you're telling me well, uh, Shinji Akari is that is that the comparison that you're making? No, no, no. Oh. Shinji Kogani. Oh yeah, Kogane. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like in a sense, more like. I mean, like he gets like Kogame. I guess you could you could say. Uh, I mean, I know they're side characters, and it's not trying to be like mean, but it's like not everybody can be the best basketball player in high school. No. You know, I mean, no. it's just true. <laughs> exactly, and it. You know, I, I'm not like. Oh, I was you know so good at baseball. Like I could spend the time just lying to the listeners, even though some of them are most of them are people that I already know. Yeah. But like, you know, I'm not I'm not a generation of miracles. I was never like a generation of miracles type. Like, and so it, it was nice to be able to see like people interact in the schools and and whatever, and then go into the game and and do these pretty cool things. And I was like, oh yeah, I mean. You know that I think that's the best part about the like the sports anime, especially is like you get that slice of life like that. You know I can relate to this day to day. Yeah, type. I, of they situation. show a lot of the like the training and the work that goes into it in this show. Yeah. Unlike unlike some other shows similar to it, where eventually like there's some shows where it just gets into it and it's like, you know, people just like miraculously get better after playing a game, and it's like. It doesn't very very much happen in this show. It happens a little bit, like you could say near the end, but that's really like one big tournament. And you know, it's not like they improve dramatically. It's not like oh, I can run twice as long now. It's like no, you can run twice as long because you did 
uh, all that training beforehand. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I think fif- 10 or 15 episodes in, they do like this, you know, training montage of them like running through the woods and the mountains and, and like running on sand at other times, you know, like sand yeah. training is huge in professional sports, you know? And so just being, just adding that into a big part of it. Like, I think that's, uh, I know they do beach running. They have, they do the pool because that's when you meet, uh, what is it, Momo? Momo? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, when, yeah. That's when everybody first meets Momo. Yeah. Uh, and then with uh, Rico's dad, um, mm-hmm. they do Fartlick. Yeah. I think is what it's called, right? Yeah. 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 They're, they're like running through the woods to get used to yeah. running on uneven terrain. And like, there's like reasoning behind it. It's not just yeah. like, oh yeah, running in the woods is hard. It's like, no, you're running up a mountain and you're like trying to be consistent and you're running on, you know, sticks and twigs and uneven ground. And yeah. You know, it and, makes, and they're playing it makes a game. you better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, how do you, and the best part about that is like, they're not, they didn't just say, oh, we're going to make everybody go for a job. You know, and everyone's just going to start jogging and running around the city all the time. You know, yeah. Which it's, it's not like it's not like, and then they were better. They, yeah, they put reasoning behind it, and then they put motivation because the people that lose the big game of tag on the mountain have to practice more at night, and then they get less sleep, so they don't want to do that. And yeah. Well, the, well, they're all motivated to do well, like at the inner high. There's also, you know, there's reasoning behind training other than just like for the pride of the team. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's like. That's something that they did well, not just in like an anime aspect, but in like a sports aspect. Cause it's hard to get kids to engage into training. Because yeah. like, it's not, you know, I remember being in high school and being like, I just don't want to do the same shit like, every single week. You well, know? it's so it's so easy to like, just like wave it off and be like, well, they were really motivated. So they all just like, you know, ran 19 miles a day and yeah. became stronger. It's like, no. And they like, they focus, you could, you could call it filler, but they focus on a lot of those training times. Like I know when they're at the beach and stuff and, you know, they did training camps with some of the other teams and really like kind of broke down like how they were improving or the things they were thinking about. Yeah. And then a lot of it happens like, you know, obviously a lot of it happens off screen, but a lot of it, you know, they, they show like the thought process, which then, because some places are like, they like cover it up because they make something up mm-hmm. after the fact. They're like, oh yeah, he can do this uh, special shot because, you know, flashback to something we never saw before. He realized that he needed to be able to dunk or something. So he learned how to jump higher. So he ran on the beach more than anyone else. And it's like- Like know, start you, doing like jump squats on the beach. Yeah. You know? it's a, but you see like, like, you see like the forethought, like before we even knew it was important, Rico was making- Kagami run on the beach to pick up drinks for everybody without him really knowing that she was strengthening his jump which he didn't realize was the best part about him but she knew that was his strength because of all her previous experience and everything and yeah. then that comes that comes to fruition later when he's like you know just shooting some hoops during dinner time or whatever and he like hits his head on the rim yeah it's like something like that like he like he like goes to do like a little like he's like super tired and like they make a deal out of the fact that like he's really tired and he accidentally just like cracks his skull on the rim or something or like jumps way too high <laughs> and he's like what yeah. he's like, Wait a <laughs> like he doesn't he doesn't even know yeah yeah exactly but like, there's a lot of yeah, go ahead yeah i mean it's it's just it's funny because you know especially when you're in high school you, you lose sight of 
why it's so important to do all that stuff. So when, when like the results come to fruition, like you, you expect like, you know, in high school, like I'm going to take a test, you know, like if I study, I'm going to get a good grade on this test. And then I immediately find out. Right. It's not like a surprise when I study yeah. and I do all the tests, like with training, it's like, I do all this training and then I just get surprised because of like how good it actually is. Or you get surprised because you can do training and you might've fallen behind somebody else because they trained harder or they trained like more effectively. Yeah. And the thing that's not left by the wayside is like there's forethought into the training that they do, but the other people are also training and they also get better. You know, yeah. I think it's one of the few, if I'm remembering correctly, one of the few like cases in a sports anime where they lose to a team and then they train and get dramatically better. And the other team, like, you know, didn't lose any ground to them in training and they lose them again. I'm trying to yeah. think of which team, but like, I'm, or was that or Kisei's they, team? I think it was Kisei's team. Yeah. Or they like, you know, barely, I, I guess you could say, no spoilers, but like the, the first time they like beat Kisei's team, like in the practice or whatever, it's not really like a real, it wasn't a real game. Yeah. But it's implied that Kisei's team would have destroyed them. And yeah. like, you realize that later on, you're like, yeah, if they actually played a game, like with not all the subs on Kisei's team, like yeah. they would have just lost like they, cause they're not very good at the beginning, but that's the whole like shonen part of it. Yeah. But like the, the best part about that show is sometimes like, would you think we were just going to sit around and not train and stuff like that and let you get better than us? Yeah, and like they're all so competitive that like it makes everybody else better, and then you have all the. Uh, I mean, I learned a lot about basketball through the different t like ways to play. Like as a court, um, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that like Sabren plays very fast. That, yeah. that's their that's their shtick because they realize they're like we can't you know compete with the control a lot of these other teams because we have a lot of freshmen you know people are still like learning comparatively mm -hmm. like, we don't have like the best people like we're we're not a generation of miracles on our team so we need something to come up for that i mean even like the you know the supposed competitor kagami still isn't like he's not very good at the start <laughs> like no he's like he's like way better athletically theoretically than everybody else but like that's about it he's still not he's still not as coordinated not not in the beginning not nearly no and like a lot of the guys do, um, you know, there are teams that play slow, like Murasaki Barra's team. There mm -hmm. are teams that play dirty, like the, um, that we're, we'll talk about that later because, yeah. man, was I heated about that team. Oh, I, I, I don't, I, you could say I don't have any skin in the game. I hated watching that. Yeah, it was, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that when we get into like the different characters and stuff like that. But like, you know, it, it you make a lot of good points about how much all that, stuff matters and how intricate it gets at the you know even at the, like the if you want to call the training montages filler like even at the filler level and then it's nice to be able to also get like the slight slice of life stuff and like oh this team was also trained in the area so here's a bunch of new characters it's yeah like, oh like i like these characters and it just so happens that they're doing a bunch of the same shit and they're also there to get better but like but they make it so much more than just like oh yeah you know there there's like just game after game after game after game and they just get better because they're playing. It's like, no, they, you know, they do all this practice because like, if you, if you think about it in high school, it's like, you didn't play a game every day. No. <laughs> you couldn't anyway, even, even if you had the opportunity. Yeah. But you know, there's a lot more practice that goes in and that it makes the games feel higher stake because you do have these like big breaks before these big tournaments of practice that the teams are going through. Yeah. And like it makes you, you excited, to... like, you know, what are they going to develop? 
Exactly. Like you have to run the OTAs, you know, which or are like optional training stuff, but like yeah. everybody does it anyway. You know, and I think they bring that up. It's like, oh, come to optional practice. And like everyone's there, you know? Yeah. And that like that just, you know, that just shows you exactly what this whole thing's about. Like, I mean, it, it does help too, like going back to the music and animation stuff, like it's, they'll, they'll pair all those montages. It's just, it's a beautifully um, drawn anime. Like the animation for that show is fantastic. Um, it's a it, like it's a little sketchy at the start, and then when it catches on, like it, it's probably one of the better animated shows that I've watched. Definitely, just like just the physical, like plain aspect of it. I mean, I, I know a lot of people always talk about when they watch like Cowboy uh, Bebop, the the fighting, you know? Yeah. How how the the how it feels real? It looks kind of like fluid. Yeah. I I feel like there's a lot of that kind of like good accurate animation you know if even if you were to like try to pause it on something that looked weird you wouldn't see somebody's arm like twisted backwards or something yeah it it all it all feels real and possible yeah you know it doesn't get lazy it seriously does not get if i think it gets to its very best by the end of it actually i'm being honest yeah and then i mean if we want to dip into the movie like the movie animation it's movie animation like it's it's real top quality stuff yeah, it definitely doesn't get lax, that's for sure. No, but, you know, I'm, like, just finishing up the non-spoiler section, I, if you are or are not a basketball fan, I would 100% recommend the show. Um, my short score for the show is between a 9 to a 10. Just, I mean, I don't know if there's anything wrong with it, like, on a non, on a, in a non-spoiler way. Like, I just, it's, I it say, ends too fast. <laughs> I would say as a, uh, you know, a non basketball fan and watching it it's definitely something to enjoy it's it's something that you you get into it's fun from the start but it really builds up and you you can definitely easily become invested in it yeah and it's 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 a it's a binge worthy show if it kind of piques your interest and you don't have to like basketball to like it or to understand what's happening i mean it's all you know it's equally at the same time high level as it is understandable by anybody else yeah, I think that's one of those like lines you have to tell because you can't just make it, you know, a basketball fanatic's dream, or or else you lose like your general audience. You know, like not everyone's yeah, just you can't, be huge in basketball. You can't alienate people. You know, no. But I think the best part about the show too is like we after we watched it, we went to a Michigan State game, and like you knew a lot about what was happening just yeah. because I you mean, watched the show. Like, so much more about basketball just by watching the show and that's hard to do like that's you know that's not something that every one in writing much less anime can just be able to do for somebody yeah i mean i learned i mean just thinking of other examples like i learned a lot about volleyball when i watched haikyuu which i think is a great show Mm -hmm. um which you know is something that i would maybe equivocate to this show as far as how much i like it but yeah and I, you know, anybody that's read Hajime no Ippo, the boxing manga. Is, people love that shit. People, people love it. And the guy that writes it, his name escapes me currently, but he he worked in like a boxing gym for years and like even did it a little bit himself. So like it, it's not, you know, it's not like half-hearted. It's really something he cares about. And it's really a fantastic, like the overall experience. Yeah of it and i think i think this show 
can be compared to that and what you can get from it and the, the feel that you get from the characters. Yeah, and, and from like a baseball standpoint, we've already talked about Ace of Diamond, but Ace of, Ace of Diamond is the same way. Like it's, you know, they, they go into some of the more intricate things. I'm like, wait, like we talk about this in professional baseball. Like we, I didn't even know this in high school, you know, that the high schoolers are going over. Like this is, these are like some of these training things and like specific instances are like stuff that we look like, that we look for in professional baseball, you know? But that's not to say like I'm an expert, even though I've spent, you know, however many years. Well, I'm not an expert compared to like, other people and that work in professional baseball, but I'm an expert in baseball compared to like the common man. Compared to anyone even playing in high school. Yeah. What you know about what's looked for and what matters is, is really high up there now. Yeah. And, and I'm still learning, but like it does that so well. And I think that's why a lot of the people really love this, like love Kuroko, including us, you know, like, I mean, it's, I've seen nothing but praise for that show and yeah, it can get a bit extravagant at times, but like, that's part of the fun of the shows, you know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be firmly grounded in reality all the time. No. You know, you can no. have that escapism. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. Tyler said something, he used the word escapism too, last in the last episode. So, mm-hmm. so far a running theme. Um, yeah, so we are going to hit the spoiler section now. <laughs> so if you haven't watched Kuroko's Basketball, and don't want to be spoiled, you should not listen to the rest of this podcast. Which isn't like a good thing for me to say. Like I hate saying it. Like, yeah, don't listen, don't listen to the podcast. But like Stop. <laughs> I, I also don't want you to be spoiled if you don't want to be, you know? Yeah, um, that's that's fair though. There we go. Well, that was that was a listen for those are bad claps. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. That's better. Yeah. I feel okay now. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we've got our clapping in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Terrible. All right. So welcome back to the podcast. Um, we've got our uh, bullshit out of the way. So. Enough of it. Yeah. Well, thank God nobody has to listen to what what we talked about. Yeah. Well, except for me when I listened back to it, I was like, maybe I should clip this and just send it to people that we know. Oh dear lord. <laughs> oh dear lord. You know who would probably laugh at that? Kelzer. Kelzer. Seems that way. <laughs> Seems that way. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny you bring that up because that was a when we first so Ryan and I talked about this podcast for a while. And we were gonna talk call it seems that way anime, but I was like, you know, well after we realized that there's so much not enough time. In the, uh, time. I was time way too busy applying to grad school, and then yeah. it just fell by the wayside. Yeah. So I'm happy Aaron actually took off with the idea. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I mean, it's a good, like, it was a good name. I just figured, like, with yeah. the way that the, the podcast is set up, like, I feel like saying who's anime is in any way with having to tell us just sounds good. Yeah. I mean, it makes a lot more sense, I would imagine. Yeah. Like, whose line is it anyway has different, like, has different, um, Co-hosts. Co-hosts. Like every episode. Yeah. So, which, you know, love that show. It's a great show. Very good show. Yeah. Um, show about a bunch of nonsense, kind of like this. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> show about a bunch of made-up bullshit. Where some people might be funny. Yeah. Um, gets, gets a laugh or two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not that funny. I wish I was as funny as Ryan Styles, but that's just... No. You can't always get what you want. No. Well... 
So speaking of getting what you want, uh, Broco's basketball, they, uh, we're going to run through the plot a little bit more in depth, um, you know, kind of just going over the story arc. Talking about the characters, because they introduce the characters along the, along the line or along the way, like not everybody's introduced right away, so I don't want to talk about characters that I like that are not immediately in the show. Um, so we just decided to run through it. So I've got the got the plot a little bit pulled up. So we already talked about like Grove coming in. Um, so Kagami is born in was born in Japan and then moved to the United States. And that's where he's been playing basketball his whole life. So he's like, oh, I'm good at basketball. Do you have a basketball team? And they're like, yes, you should come play basketball. And he's like, oh, I just happened to stumble upon this school that ha happens to have some decent basketball players. Don't know why yeah, he didn't they, do They did well in previous years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he didn't do any research. He's just like, all right, I'll just go to this school. I mean, it, it, I honestly, it could have just come from a place of arrogance, knowing him, especially at the beginning. Yeah. He's not the most humble young lad about his abilities. He thought he was going to come back. He's like, I played in America. I was even pretty good there. I'm just going to gonna, gonna trash all of these people yeah. back and, home. Yeah. And then you're like, well, actually, there's this thing called the Generation of Miracles and some other people who happen to be decent because of the Generation of Miracles. He's like, that sounds like bad rice. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise known as the Uncrowned Kings, which one of which is a teammate of his in the future. But we'll talk about that. Spoiler alert, one of, if not my favorite character in the anime. Um, yeah, so they meet uh, Hugo, who is basically my dad in like a weird way. Because I like, I'm not calling him daddy. Like, I mean, like, he's literally my father. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, like... It, like my dad is a it was like a shooting guard in high school. I could not beat him until he turned 50 years old. Like he had he is an insane shooter. And does he also have Hugo's qualities of collecting figure action figures or whatever? No, but he has his own quirks. <laughs> like he he needs his socks to be like he, he, he needs the socks to be all like color coordinated and in like drawers and stuff like that. So when I was younger, I would mess with him. And, like if you, I get like I'm out of my dad and like rearrange his sock drawer and like all of his other drawers, he'd be like frustrated, and you could just hear him be frustrated in his room. He's like, ah, who did this? Like how how could you do this? But you know, Hugo is the captain of the team and the shooting guard. And so, like, I mean, for those who don't know, shooting guards are responsible for shooting. <laughs> a lot of them are, like, slightly taller than point guards, typically, and don't run the offense as much, but are there to support their, you know, support their team. And, and like, usually, like, in the NBA now, like, a lot of shooting guards are 3 and D type guys, so they can shoot the three, they can play D. Like, I mean, some guys can put the ball on the floor, some guys can't. I mean, it just depends on who you are and how good you are. And he's, he's definitely – a three-point shooter. Yeah, I mean, he's a I three. Mean, that's, his whole thing is clutch shooting and being the one to rely on as the captain. I mean, that's kind of his whole arc throughout the whole story. Yeah, yeah. And so when, like, other teams play him, they're like, ah, gosh, I forgot about this guy. And then they're like, ah, yeah, it's Hugo, the clutch shooter. And they're like, they're like have Vietnam flashbacks of when, like, Hugo ruined someone's life. 
And he's like not the guy. He's like not the most menacing guy. Like he's got glasses. He's got some like scruffy haircut. Like. Yeah, but you know, it gives him the opportunity to do the the good glasses push. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta have a good glasses. <laughs> when things push. are getting serious. It's, it's a requirement for a good team. <laughs> yeah. So he's one of the first people you meet along with. Uh, I want to say it's yeah, Kogane. Is it the jack of all trades guy? The guy that looks like a cat most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And the coach, who we've mentioned before, Rico, um, yeah. Rico, yeah. And so, you know, those they end up being you know pretty big mainstays. But Croker shows up, you're like, oh man, like, this guy keeps people keep bumping into him. You know, I had my doubts at first. You know, and then they go play basketball. I'm not. I'm just gonna skip to the go play basketball part because the rest of the stuff is like just slice yeah. of life stuff, which is fun. But they're like, hey, you should join the team. And then he puts his name and he's like, I want to play this team. And they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm, you know, I'm no one, really. Which is, let me play on the team. And they're like, okay. So they have those tryouts. And I think they have a trial or they have a practice. Uh, like the inner squad. It's like, I, I think it's both a tryout and a practice. It's, it's, it's with all the new people. Yeah. So it is like a tryout, but it basically kind of like ends as a practice by the end of the episode. Because yeah. I, I think half the idea is that there's so few people at the school that want to play basketball, like that they kind of like needed members even to have a full team. Yeah. And then they were lucky enough to like be able to end up with a decent roster. Yeah. And like the history of that is like they recruited, they had um, Kiyoshi joint, like start the pro, like start the team at the school with Huga. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, they just recruited people who were either tall or played other sports. Yeah. They, you know? There wasn't any big theory going on as to what they needed. No, they're like, we just want guys who can, like, move or can rebound. I don't don't care how big you are. You know? Yeah. Because we're going to miss some shots. So we need you to get those misses. Yeah. They're just trying to set up a very basic team. They had, you know, two stronger players that had played before, but a lot of it was just trying to kind of get things, get the ball rolling at the school that didn't have a team before. Yeah. And so Kuroko like goes to that team and he's like, I saw some potential there. You know, obviously everyone's like, Oh, you're not good. Like, what do you mean? You like, like, what do you mean? You're a, you were brought part of the generation of miracles team. And, they, rec- uh, they recognize his name. That's why. Yeah. Rico's like, wasn't he part of like, wasn't he on Taiko's team? Isn't he the sixth man? The, the the phantom sixth man <laughs> and then and then they're like oh wait a minute like he just disappears around the court and passes the ball he's got this weird style of play where he like, smacks the ball at people like i mean we've tried to do that like i remember we went to the gym once and like tried <laughs> to do that and it's not easy uh-uh no he's, he gives it that that flick of the wrist he's like yeah yeah he's got some really strong wrists completely changes the direction of the ball totally unrelated to basketball <laughs> um <laughs> what do you but mean is from this Isn't they make <laughs> well um oh. momoe wants to be but yeah the, I think, uh, i'm not really they, sure to be honest i think this is the running thing at the at the beginning they make it seem like that but then they make really? it seem more like friends later on like just, just like, oh, the um <laughs> oh oh <laughs> they make a big deal out of kuroko's abilities in the beginning to show like like when they play Kisei's team, which is like one of the first like big things that happens, is like they try to get a, a scrim basically, yeah, to see where they're at and what the new players can do, yeah. And they basically get ignored. They get they they get the cold shoulder from the captain. He's like, you know, we got to practice. Like we're not playing you. Yeah. 
And then she realizes she's like, we started winning, but she doesn't notice Kuroko. And like, they don't even like show him on screen, like, which I think is very effective in the beginning because mm-hmm. he's kind of just not there for that, like part of that episode. And then like, when she comes to realize it, she's like, wait, he's playing. Wait, he's actually doing really good things for the team. Yeah. <laughs> like this works. But like, she literally doesn't see him, which is like the whole thing later on. They're like, wait, how long has he been on the court? Yeah. And, there, and everyone's like, oh, he's been there the whole time. He's just been passing people the ball, and that's how you know that's how everyone's been scoring. It's like, oh, this was a wide open pass. But it was me, Dio. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but it was me, Karoko. <laughs> yeah. Uh speaking of Kisei, so you meet Kisei in like the first five episodes, I want to say. Yeah, something like that. And Kisei is one of the generation of miracles. Yeah, so the Sari versus Kaiju match is Episode three, I want to say through episode five or episode, yeah, yeah, episode five. So Kisei is kind of like a jack of all trades guy, but only because like he can literally copy anything somebody else does and like do it at the same level that they can. Yeah. So like if he watches you cross somebody up and do like a behind the back, like through the legs and crossover move or something like that, he will then do it to you and you'll be like, what? I just, I just spent like, I spent so long learning it, and he's like, "Thanks." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna let me just eat. grab from, grab some grab some skills from over there. Yeah. yeah, grab some shots from over here." Yeah, not to mention he's really athletic and can dunk. Yeah, I mean he's he's like a he's like a crazy good player just before you know stealing skills during the game like as an advantage. Yeah, like that's, so that's where like, he like gets the leg up, but he like against most teams he wouldn't even need to do that because he's no. just so talented otherwise and that's where like the specific skills of the generation of miracles come into play like each person has something different and kisei's different thing is stealing not stealing there's a guy that steals people's skills he like just copies them and you know can do whatever somebody else does which makes him good because he's just like the best of everybody on the court because he takes all the good things from and there's a way that like people beat him like Kagami jumps super high and Kisei just can't do that, you know? And that's like where they draw the line with him is like, uh, when you meet like Murasaki Bara later, and we'll talk about that, but like, you can't copy being 6'10". Yeah. Like there's things he does that's like, wait a minute, he feels like Murasaki Bara, but- But he's not, he didn't grow taller. No, he's just imposing because he is a baller. No pun intended, actually pun intended. Unintended. <laughs> I, yeah, I intend all my puns. Um, yeah, so you meet them. Kaiju is one of those like teams that they have a lot of like respectable guys on, and so it's hard. Like outside of Kisei being a general fuckwit, like sometimes and like being super yeah. cocky and you know a model and everything else like that, and acting like it. Like the captain of that team is, I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head. But he's the he's the guy with the really bushy eyebrows, um, uh, Yukio Kasamatsu. So Kasam- oh, yeah. Kasamatsu is the captain of that team, and he's like he's super interesting looking just because of how bushy his eyebrows are. Like they did not need to go that hard on how bushy those eyebrows are. Well, Hayakawa Mitsuhiro Hayakawa yeah. has worse eyebrows than him. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like he's he's the real. He's he's the real eyebrow. He's the guy. real eyebrow guy. <laughs> yeah, you have like a team of of brows just 
just a lot of eyebrows going some, some, some real highbrow teammates yeah but they're good like they're a good team and like they're interesting so it makes the games a lot of fun they do have a really good team dynamic like as far as like supporting each other which yeah. i think i think there's a dynamic on each of the teams that the generation of miracles are on that you can see that kind of relate to like the the attitude of that person yeah i mean like when we get later to akashi like he's like the he's like the emperor you know yeah. and his team is like you know oh all very good people but like everyone bows everybody kneels in front of the emperor you know yeah. even even the people that are on his side so yeah and like Almine's team is a group <clears throat> of like rogues who might kind of love hate each other but but they respect the, the rogue with the most power yeah like with the most talent you know like they they're all there to get their own but they all know that so they all like know understand the game and when to do the things that they need to do yeah you know it's not it's like, like natural respect because of their talent kind of thing yeah and, and um yeah and like you can't have a team that's not put together for me to read this or else he's just not going to be able to flourish like other because like, he's, he's a creature i have it you know yeah yeah so yeah, and then you meet Minorimo at the end of that game because he's like, you, you loser. You know, you lost to, you lost to these scrubs in Kuroko. Yeah. Like, how could you do that? He's like, we, weren't, we didn't have anybody playing. Like, it was just me and, you know, bullshit, bullshit. But yeah, so you're like, oh, this is this guy. And he's like, you still lost to Kuroko. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he comes in, he's got green hair, so you know he's a, he's a main character. Um, that's another thing about the show. Like, they did not need to make them so unique with their appearance. It's cool. I mean, I think it's I think it's nice that the Generation Miracles all have different hair colors. Yeah. Because like, I don't know, it, it's something. <laughs> I would like to see it like in real life. Yeah, I mean, you you see uh, that's a big thing for me is hair color and anime is like you can see somebody with like pink hair or something and you're like, "Oh, that looks pretty good." But you know if you saw it in real life, you'd be like, "What in the heck yeah. am i looking at because that's not okay man, why is this man's hair green why is this degenerate child out of society with two different colored eyes and red colored hair kisa is the most normal just because he has blonde hair and i feel like and, and you know hugo tried to have blonde hair and so it just like that part makes sense but like akashi has like pinkish hair and and it's not like really pink. I I think Akashi's hair changes colors. This is this is my tinfoil hat theory. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure sometimes in the anime anime it's like pink, and sometimes it's like a much darker red. Sometimes it's almost an orange. Yeah, no, it, like it changes for sure. Yeah, Murasaki Burra's uh, hair does it a little bit too, because he's got like purple hair. Yeah. But sometimes it's like a very light purple and sometimes it's like a dark purple. Yeah, it depends on what mood he's in, it seems like. It's like, oh, my hair color changes. And that's when he could have really shown it. But yeah, so Kuroko's team, Sarian beats Kaiju, uh, or Kaiju's B team, and Kisei, and then you meet Minorima, who can shoot threes from any distance, which is ridiculous. Also, my, I want to say, second or first favorite generation of Miracle is Midorima, just because he's so weird. He's just such a weirdo. He said, "What?" I like, um, I like Aomine and Murasaki Bura. I mean, I like Midorima, but his his stuff is just like it's so BS. 
but like <laughs> I eventually like I couldn't deal with it anymore it's like all right he literally like even if you don't pass the ball directly to him like and he sits like in the corner of the court never moving <laughs> yeah because he thinks every three shot he makes like like you can also he can he can jump in the air and catch the ball and shoot a three okay 100 accuracy like <laughs> no it wasn't 100 it was like 95 percent. <laughs> yeah it's still but and that it wasn't his fault that it was didn't happen it was either the ball got disrupted or um you know the the pass was off yeah but it, it wasn't his fault that it was missing but still yeah. even if it's even if it's like 70 percent, he should win like every game <laughs> that was one of the coolest things in the show when it was when like he goes up for the first time you're like why is is this man nuts? Like everyone on the court is like, "What is this man doing?" And then, so like, why did he stop at half court? And then he's just like, you hear the music, and he just like starts bending down, and you're like, "Yeah, uh oh, what?" <laughs> he doesn't have the ball. Why is you up? Wait a minute. And you're like, <gasps> "Yeah, yeah, that was that part was cool, especially since it was against Akashi's team." I want to say. Yeah, I think that's when they first used it, but yeah. it shows like when they play each other, they need to actually, you know, change what they do. Like, yeah. Aomine, though he kind of seems like an asshole, like the reason I like him is like he seems like an asshole at the start, but then he realizes like even though I was like even more talented than most of the Generation Miracles, like I neglected things and that's why I lost to Kuroko. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't care about the team and getting better because I was even still so good. Yeah. It took this challenge and defeat for me to want to like actually play harder and play better. Yeah. No, 100%. You know, going back to the story a little bit, like they play a couple of teams. They play a team called Seho, who's the team that beat them the previous year. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it was a team for the seniors or, like, the older group. Not, they're not seniors, they're juniors. But it was a team for the older group to, like, you know, really feel out where they're at and know that Kuroko and Kagami are as good as they are because, like, we got crushed by this team high school. And then we – and then we beat – we like, then we beat them. So – that was a that was cool, and that's like one of those fun like initial matches or you know one of those initial like anime fights if you want to call it that where you know it's not that big of a deal like story wise but it like does mean something to somebody else like some of the minor characters. Yeah, I mean it's it's good that there's more backstory. Like, it's it's a very fleshed out world, and all the characters have meaning. Like just the fact that you know so you can know so much about every character and every team. Yeah. And it's not just like, oh, you know, he had a tragic life and now he plays basketball and that's why he's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, I'm looking at it now just because I want to remember, Seho beat Saren in the past yeah. 150 to 40. Yeah. Not so, like, for the seniors beating them, you know, coming back the next year with this improved team that they're they're putting their bets on. Yeah. And they, they just barely won 73-71. Yeah. Like, is a big change. I mean, just the fact that they can win. We should mention two things, though. The team that played them the first time is Hyuga uh, Izuki, who's the point guard, who we'll talk about, yeah. uh, Kogane, Midabe, and I want to say Tsuchida, um, who's one of, the, uh, one of the older guys. Mm-hmm. And the thing about that is, like, they're, they were missing their second best player or their first best player, technically. I don't know if you like mm-hmm. – Kyoshi is probably the best player. Yeah. No, I think Kyoshi is. Yeah. And so he wasn't there, but, like, it did mean some – Kyoshi's not there in this game either. But, like, it does mean something to those other guys, you know. 
And so yeah, you get like you get like a respect, especially for Izuku, who has this ability, like innate ability as a point guard to see <clears throat> the entire like to see most of the court. The Hawkeyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they like give it some cool name in the show, but it's really just like just being a good point guard in yeah. like professional basketball. I, I think they call it the Hawkeyes or yeah. Eagle Eye, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, well there's the Eye. he is Eagle Eye and there's another guy that has a Hawkeye. Who's even yeah. better than you know? I don't. I don't know why it's better, but yeah, I do yeah. remember that. It's like, it's like, oh, I can see even more of the court. He's like, you you can see from above, but I can see from above. <laughs> and I live with Minarima, so it makes me so much better. It's like he throws the ball so high, I had to adapt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, he's like, he makes a lot of puns that you would better understand if you like knew Japanese. Um, which, yeah, <laughs> which is kind of like why I want this to be dubbed a little bit, just because like of those small instances where a pun just doesn't make sense to me. It's like, well, it's one of those wild. things like I like to compare to something else. I hate B in yeah. uh, Naruto. Like, yeah. I love his character. I hate when he speaks words yeah. and raps because it like it doesn't make any sense and it just sounds dumb. Like in in English subtitles most of the time. Yeah, because like you 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 don't understand that context. Yeah, I mean, it just like I don't know the language, so outside of watching the anime, so I don't know like when. So I don't know the language. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know when a pun is good. You know, yeah. it's hard. It's hard for me to laugh. But... As as much of pun connoisseurs as we are. Exactly. Like I appreciate. You don't know the language. It, it, there's no context. You you can't even understand. Like even if you have a translation, it's never going to make sense. No. Um, yeah. So that's where we meet. Like those. Oh, well, we don't meet him there, but like that's where like Izuki especially kind of shines a little bit because like defense is super important in that game because they don't play a lot of defense and he's got, he's like responsible for breaking it down a little bit and like playing off of Kuroko's strengths. And then they play Mitarima, I want to say. I believe so. Yeah, so then they play Mitarima and Kagami is like responsible for guarding Mitarima and like blocking his shots and stuff like that. So it because he can jump so high, it makes Midrima a lot less broken. Like oh yeah, because he can actually like get high enough to block his shots. Yeah. So that's nice. Um Midorima's co-boyfriend, um not actual boyfriend, but is uh Takao, who also is one of the better characters in the show because of uh because like he is Kuroko's kryptonite essentially, in which like he can see whenever Kuroko's somewhere. So mm-hmm. Kuroko can never steal the ball from him, which he does to like everyone else because Takao's like, oh, I know where you're at. And then they're like, oh, you should watch Kuroko. He's like, I can do that. And so he just like lazily yeah, follows he, he's him. He's the guy with Hawkeye. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. So he like lazily follows him around the court and is like, hey, you're not, you're, you, ain't, you ain't doing anything. Like, Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I think that also speaks like the fact that he can use that, you know, like ability as you could call it. I mean, that's what they're referred to as, but yeah. Or I guess you could say it's like their talent. Mm-hmm. Um, his his awareness to kind of counter Kuroko. That's also why uh, Kuroko's teammate can work so well with him. Yeah. I'm trying to think of his name now. Mizuki? Mizuki, yeah. Yeah. Or Izuki, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mizuki. Yeah. Um, that's why he can work so well with him because. He can see yeah, where he, he can tell where Coco is and help you know you imagine you you'd like to believe it helps him then position himself in the right spot yeah so that Kuroko can be as effective <laughs> as possible and that's like where 
that's the only thing that would never translate outside of everything else like in the show to like a college or a um nba type setting why it only works in high school just because like everyone at that level like kind of knows where everyone else is at on the court like you're not just gonna like lose someone all of a sudden because like he doesn't touch the ball a lot and that's yeah. why yeah <laughs> and like they, they go over that when they play Akashi's team like super late is like he literally can't do anything because they just they're too good they like know where he's at well that's something yeah i mean that's something you and that's where like his evolution was important the fact that he was trying to improve himself yeah along with the team instead of just being like well you know i do a, I fill a niche the team needs to get better yeah exactly it wasn't kuroko's not complacent in that matter yeah and so they lose to they beat, beat them, Shutoku. i think yeah. by like one point yeah. Like at the, so, at the very end or something, they score or something. Shutoku is one of also like these thing, these teams called the King or like the, are they called the Kings or the Emperors? I think but, they're, uh, I don't know, I guess. I want to say they're called the Kings, but like each, yeah, there, there are three teams. It's Midorima's team, it's Aumine's team, and is it, um, and it's Kisei's team? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. And they're like well known for being the best of all. Like they won the three a lot kings of, of Tokyo. Yeah, Shitoku, Seiho, and Sen. Oh, Seiho. Yeah, because uh, or Amini's team is not in Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. So they beat Seiho, which was a king. They beat Shitoku, which is a king, and they beat they end up beating that other team later. But anyway. Um, so they're in the summer tournament at this point when they play Shutoku, from what I remember and what I'm reading here. Uh, yeah. It's like so, a... yeah, there are two tournaments. There's a summer tournament, and then there's the Winter Cup. Also, side note, the Winter Cup theme is one of the best themes in anime, which I'll probably have being played in part of the podcast. Oh, so that they, they beat Shutoku in the finals of the Inner High prelims. Yeah, to go to the... To go to the inner high. So both yeah. of them are allowed to go because they're in the finals. Yeah, but they had to beat Shitoku to get to the inner high, I would say. Yeah. Or else, like, Seho or somebody else could go. Yeah, no, they, they had to win in order to guarantee they could go. Yeah. So, because they play... They don't play... They didn't play Amine's team, did they? No. No, they don't play Amine's team till the inner high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they I think make that's the next match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's their so first like, match in the inner high. <laughs> yeah. So they, you know, they're one of two teams to go. So two of the teams are usually the kings of Tokyo, and then they go on to play everybody else. But like, they're the first team to not be the kings of Tokyo, in like a while. So that's a pretty big deal. And then they go the, to play. The Al- kings usually only lose to themselves. Exactly. And when, you know, if anyone is listening that's played for, like, you know, high school sports, like, you know those kind of schools that are just powerhouses and they're in respective sport. Like, for example, in baseball, in um, where we're from, like, our high school was good at, ba- like, good at baseball. And then, yeah. <laughs> you know, there were, like, two or three other teams that were, like, always consistently from that area that were going to, that were good in the state tournament. And like it's the same way with everywhere else, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, 
So then they play Amine's theme, and Amine is, as you said before, kind of like an asshole and does whatever he wants, whatever he wants. Yeah, because like so, he, he thinks everything's so below him. Not, I think, less in an arrogant sort of way, but more in like a he feels like he's already reached the top. Yeah, like there's, no, there's no motivation for him because yeah, it just comes so naturally. Like that's a, it's like it's like the the folly of a genius kind of is his problem, I guess. And that's the game where he oversleeps. But they probably would have lost even if he didn't oversight. Yeah. But that's also the game that follows the first training montage. I believe so, yeah. Because they meet Momoi when they're doing... When they're preparing for it. Yeah. Because I think that's when they do the pool training. Yeah. They do the pool training. She comes in. She's wearing a bikini. And then she's like, hey, coach. Kuroko. <laughs> she's like, hi, Kuroko. And I'm like, rubs up on him. And I'm like, this is Kuroko, my guy. You, you, need to, you need to i don't know what your deal is she like warns them about fighting Toho. yeah and it turns out she's, she's like you know we have aomine right yeah <laughs> i hope you can make him care about basketball <laughs> at least allow at least let him play like please be good enough so he plays yeah yeah but they uh yeah so they meet like the team in the hot springs too like the the guys do yeah and they're like training near the same area no, that comes later. That's that's uh, when they're doing beach training. That's yes, yeah. that's, that's the second after the session. inner high. Yeah, completely is over for the winter to prepare for the winter cup. Yes. Yeah, which is well, well that's I want to get to the winter cup because that part's fun. Yeah. Um, Kuroko finds a dog, and it looks good. Finds best dog, best character in the uh, <laughs> series. So I, I guess the the next match they play after they lose to Amine's team is against. Uh, messy high which is who i'm trying to remember if they're i they were the team that was good in the past mm. were they one of the king not one of the kings no they're not one of the kings yeah so they just play like a generally good team they were they were uh, rico says she was they were a pretty good team with past championship titles so it's like mm. it's like a legacy team like you know they're always they're always pretty good yeah but they're like just they don't really matter so much they're just like a, they're not yeah it's kind of like a side character showcasing your skills kind of you know thing instead of like a you know bear down to the there's no there's no important character on the team or anything Mm -hmm. they're not the team we hate (laughs) so so but the thing we didn't we kind of scrolled over Saren's loss margin to tow academy oh yeah i mean it is they lose 112 to 55 yeah i mean it was and almine only played for half of it and it it wasn't until like the latter half of that that he really cared when uh, Kagami finally blocked one of his shots. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> so oh, he wait. played for like a quarter of the game. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, I mean, these guys just aren't good, and which they obviously weren't at the time because they got crushed. Because he, he, he like arrived and he wasn't like in a hurry to even get there. Yeah. Even though he overslept and he's like, oh, I guess I probably won't even get to play. <laughs> exactly. So they... They barely lose to Macy. Yeah. 78-79. But that's, I'm pretty sure because they don't play Kagami and Kuroko in that game. That might be true. Because they're already, they're sure already out true. of it, and I think they were just, like, kind of mad at them for not being good in the last game. Um, oh, yeah, it says Kagami was unable to play. Yeah. So I don't know about Kuroko, but Kagami definitely didn't play in that one. But they were, like, good enough to compete without yeah. Kagami, which is good. And then you meet your boy. Your boy. Yoshi the Iron Heart. 
Tepe. Tepe. Yeah, the Iron Lord, Tepe. And the Claw. The, the Claw. Um, <laughs> so Kyoshi challenges Kagami to a game. And he's like, all right, we'll play. He's like, who the hell are you? He's like, I'm Kyoshi Tepe. Like, I am, I started this team, dude. It's like, your boy. <laughs> it's your boy, skinny penis. Like, and Kyoshi's like, what do you mean, who am I? I'm like, come on, man. It's, it's your boy, Claw Hands. Yeah. And he ends up being pretty good at basketball. Like, he takes on Kagami pretty evenly, like, one-on-one. Yeah. Um, he's their, he was their center the year before, before he got hurt. And then he just, like, just coming back from injury after and was like the missing piece you know i know they i know they take that episode to like explain like who he is that he was yeah you know um good friends of hugo's and rico's they uh i think they like grew up together a little bit too uh, um, ah yeah, i'm pretty sure that's true but they make big they make big emphasis about his injury and how it's not you know he could have waited longer to have it heal completely um but he wanted to like be it, back like by, it's like, healed but like you know he's still at risk of re-injuring it yeah and he's like i don't want to waste my last play. year of basketball like he's like i will play yeah. <laughs> which is fine but like me. this is also your knee dude like this isn't like your yeah. wrists are gonna break like that's an important part of your yeah, body because you'd want your wrists to break <laughs> no, no 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 you're right but like you don't need to walk with your wrists you know it's true like walking is with a different hand. True. Like walking is like one of the most important things in life, if not the most important thing. And so outside of like your general health, but, <laughs> but yeah, so they, they start training, they do some you know practice matches and whatnot, and then and then uh, you kind of watch the games between Kisa and Armine and like the rest of the inner high mm-hmm. until like the actual like national inner high stuff. So like you have your regional inner eye, and then you have your, like your national inner eye, and so Toe I think wins. Yeah, Toe wins, and then they go to the inner high, and they like they come back, um, and after like a break, and then they uh, after you know after their training montages and whatnot, and the first year participating like a street ball tournament, and with Kyoshi because Kyoshi hasn't like really played with them yet, so it's like hey let's go play some street ball. And they go play some street ball. Leads into the shenanigans. Yeah, let's go do some fun stuff. And then it gets real because Murasaki Bara shows up. And they're like, who's this? Yeah, they're like, oh, this tall guy who's even taller than Kyoshi. And he's like, and then you realize Kyoshi like, ju- like takes a couple of jabs at him or whatever, not like punches, but like vocal jabs a little bit. Yeah. And you're like, why does he? And, and Martin Rose like, why does this man care about me so much? Why is he so mad at me? Come to find out, like, Kyoshi played against Murasaki Bara and was a center that just got absolutely wrecked by the Generation Miracles team. And <laughs> obviously, he's 6'10 and Kyoshi's like 6'4. Yeah. Like, look, I played, I was in, when I was in middle school, I played against a guy when I was 6'1, who was 6'9. And that was tough. Like, ah, uh, I was I was playing center at the time too, and I was like one of the taller guys on the team, so I had no other choice. But did I get a rebound? No. This is this is my life now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I realized. Like, I'm not I'm not that tall. I'm tall. And we talked about not that tall. Talked about no, no rent. I, I I was. Did we talk about uh, Kisei versus Aomine in the inner high? Yeah. Okay. So we're um, heading towards the Winter Cup. Yeah, we're heading towards the Winter Cup. 
they the important things that happen before the winter cup is people realizing where they need to get better but also uh the training like the they do that fart lake camp and the yeah. beach camp is when all that stuff happens yeah and then they learn like how good the other teams are like rakuzan which is uh Akashi's team like places first in the inner mm -hmm. high and then tell who is Amine's team placed second in Akashi's team the the very fair team made up of a bunch of people as good as the uncrowned kings like yeah. as good as Kiyoshi Tepe or better. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah so it's like as, are, as like the normal players. <laughs> yeah, and they describe that in like the first part. They're like, ah, these guys would have been called the Generation of Miracles if it worked for the Generation of Miracles. Yeah. Which is like Kiyoshi's special thing is like he has this thing called the right of postponement, which is his hands are super big. So when he gets the ball, like he can pass, like he can defer the ball at any point or like score if he needs to. He's got that wrist control. Yeah. So like he can pretty much do whatever he wants when he gets the ball, which is like sometimes he plays, he played like played point guard before he got tall too. Mm -hmm. So he has like super good passing sense outside of that, which really helps the team. He uses it to like fake people out and help score. Yeah. Obviously. Which really pisses off Murasaki Barra. Because Murasaki Barra, like, his whole thing is all about dominance and not caring about people that are weak. So he's yeah. like, if you pass the ball, that just means you know you're going to lose, which means you're too weak, so don't play. <laughs> but, like, Kiyoshi's like, nah, like, my, my boy Hugo's in the corner, like, with a three potential. Three he, is Hugo more than two. Clutching. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to get that up to him, and he's going to score more points than I'm going to score. But yeah, so they, they pretty much like jump right into the Winter Cup and whatnot, and Kuroko picks up a new skill. Punishing shoot. No, it was the uh, the unstoppable drive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First. So Kuroko's whole thing, we never really went into this, but like Kuroko's whole disappearing act is actually like a magician's technique to distract people while you do something else. So it's not actually like he's disappearing. It's more like people's attention are on more important things. Well, you told me, because we talked about this before, just talking about basketball, you said, you know, the most important thing in the basketball game is the ball, and that's what everybody looks at. Yeah. Kroko doesn't really handle the ball. He just, you know, he, he misdirects it. He changes the direction yeah. to, you know, change a pass in one direction to somebody to somebody else, yeah. which kind of throws everybody off, and it's something his team has to, like, get used to at the start. Yeah. Except for Kagami, who, like, picks it up when they practice against Kisei's team like in the very beginning because he's just so naturally good at basketball he's so naturally athletic he like picks it up he's like oh I'm gonna just get the ball he's like whoa like it, it like catches him off guard a couple times but he always like still catches the ball yeah and like is able to continue with it where like other people like sometimes it ends up going out of bounds because they like don't react fast enough yeah because they're not there because just as the other teammates aren't expecting it neither is his team really it's not like he's calling out who he's passing it to no 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 you just have to just kind of be ready or else you're not gonna you're not gonna do well it ain't gonna yeah. happen also in that streetball game you meet katsia who is kagami's friend from america who is also japanese yeah <laughs> uh, yeah and he's actually like a he ends up being a big rival in their rematches do we mention the rings his ring oh oh yeah 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 so they're married in a manner of speaking in, in a manner of speaking um kagami and tatsuya wear these rings on chains around their necks that they bought for each other it's not weird if you don't think about it 
No, I mean, it's not weird. Like, I mean, I'm perfectly fine if they're gay. They just don't tell you that. Yeah, I mean, they were just, they're really good friends when they were younger. I don't know. It's not talked about that much. No, they're just like, oh, it's just a symbolic thing. Um, I think the most interesting thing that kind of like, because Yosin and Murasaki Burrow were like very well built up to be this like kind of unstoppable opponent. They don't let, they don't like score. People don't score. They, I don't think they even have a bench. Like it's always like it's always only five people, and they like they had that one game during the Winter Cup, yeah. or I think even a couple games where they like. I'm just looking at the record now. Yeah, there's like three games on record where no scoring happened. Yeah, yeah, like in their <laughs> and they first, scored, and they scored like eighty or a hundred or something, and it's like okay. Yeah, like they're. I mean, and the worst part about it is like when you see Yosin play a game, it's just like Murasaki Bara is strictly playing defense. It's like he's like they got four guys playing offense and they're just winning. Yeah. You know, well, I think the other score. thing that like when when you learn about Tatsuya and you know they kind of compare him to Kagami as like yeah. being equals. Yeah. It adds this kind of like scary factor to the the whole team. Yeah. In the sense that like oh there's you know there's a character that you almost want to compare to Midorima like as far as like his his three point ability. I mean it's not the same like absolutely nuts thing but no he scores threes and his four point shot you know <laughs> yeah like <laughs> where he, he just, intentionally gets you to like follow on him so and then still makes the three yeah his shot's even more ridiculous because it's not like yeah. he can just shoot from anywhere it's because like he's like he, i throw the ball up and i can shoot seven times while in the air yeah <laughs> like, yeah so that's really? not how that works he's like <laughs> as i'm going up i shoot it once and then like that but i can like a, feign that shot yeah and just shoot it straight up in the air and then catch it again when I'm at the peak of my arc and shoot it again and you're already falling. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. And then it like changes that up sometimes too. He's like, maybe, maybe I shoot it on the beginning instead. You know, we're like, yeah, and he's like, and then you're like, so you jump higher next time, but then I just shoot it faster. And you're like, what? So you get introduced then to like Kiyoshi, like how good he really is and whatnot, which is fun. Especially since, like, there's nothing wrong with him. Like, he's just the guy that wants to play basketball. Yeah. He just enjoys the game. They go to the prelims. They win their prelims in the Winter Cup. And then they go to the Championship League prior to, like, the inner high. And so you have Sarin, Shutoku, Senshinkan, and Kurosaki Daiichi. So, Kurosaki Daiichi. I'm going to skip everything else and talk about that. Yeah. So they have an Uncrowned King. His name is Mokoto Hanamiya and is known as being a dishonest player. So they're a super dirty team. They don't really practice. All they're you just... need to do is just <clears throat> look at him. Yeah. You know he's an evil snake bad person. Yeah. He's, he's a son of a <laughs> bitch. not to be trusted. He's just... He's just the... He's the epitome of bad sportsmanship mm-hmm. like to the extreme. Like, well... We don't have to practice because we can win by, you know, abusing the rules. Yeah. Which I think, I think it also has like a thought of like a lot of people that play sports are very competitive. Like, have that thought where it's yeah, like, you know, you manipulate things to your advantage. I mean, people do it all the time in board games, right? Yeah. The whole point of board games is like, how do I, you know, make the rules work for me? Yeah. You know, when it comes to physical sports and stuff, trying to hurt other people, which is really what Kurosaki Daiichi's team does. <laughs> 
exactly. is, is like the the big no go. That's where the whole good sportsmanship thing is important. Yeah, but they play Shutoku first, though, so I do want to talk about that. Yeah. So they play Shutoku again. They lost the first time. Shutoku destroyed Kirasaki Daiichi prior, like 123 to 51, but like that dude didn't play. Like none of their guys played. Yeah. Um, and then, so like Kagami underwent like the, the jumping training, but like also Midorima undergoes a lot of training as well so that he can keep shooting threes because apparently there's like some magical limit on how many threes yeah. he can shoot. His, his, the percept is that like it makes him tired. Yeah. Because like it's a lot of mental concentration and stuff, which I guess is like a crutch, but then like, he just gets better at that, and then it's like, you know, he faces tall people that can block him, and then he's like, I just learned to shoot the ball straight up in the air, <laughs> and then yeah. have it hover over the net and drop. <laughs> yeah, so that takes a lot of physical strength to be able to do that, so it's obviously going to be super His limitation hard. is, like, basically the number of points he can score. Yeah. And then eventually... He's just so tired. It's not like he's even a good player anymore. No, and and then they're like, oh well, actually, he has no limitation anymore. Is he went I think they like, might have taken that off too early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Could have been bit. good for the second or third year to remove that one. <laughs> yeah, if they were actually gonna make like a second or third year, which I'm just after watching the uh, after watching that movie, I was like, why didn't why why right? can't we have more? Why can't we have more? I just want more. I want more verbal swords. <laughs> more. I was like kind of hoping that they would do like a travel theme. Like, I know that. I think we talked about this. That would have been yeah. really interesting to watch. Like go and play in America, and you know, go and play in. I would love to see like a tall, like jerk, like a European team because there's a lot of like really good Europe, European players right now, and like Luka Doncic mm-hmm. is, you know. The, the the young boy the young European boy of the league and like playing teams like that would be super fun to watch but you know they don't do that so. alas <laughs> but alas they get one movie we only get one movie we get one movie but yeah so they have to play Shitoku that's uh you know they I'm pretty sure they beat Shitoku in that game so oh the match ends in a tie that's right because like Kagami misses his final dunk because his like legs give out or something like that which match is this this is the Shitoku match. Oh yeah, yeah. So they tie, which is fine. Like I like that, but um, I, I think it's good to show like they got better, but it's not like they're the other teams we talked about earlier. All the teams are evolving, especially after they play each other. They get drastically stronger. Yeah, I'm just not like a huge tie guy, you know. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like, eh, but I don't know if I would have been. I remember, I remember watching that match like when I watched it the first time and I don't know if I would have been satisfied like with either team winning at that point yeah because it was like it was a good few episodes that match if I remember right it was like probably two and a half episodes or something yeah yeah and I wouldn't have been happy if it was like um they win yeah because it was like it really felt like both teams were struggling so hard and like hard to claim a winner (laughs) I think Kyoshi, uh, not Kyoshi, they enter, no, 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 not yet. We're, we'll talk about the zone in a second. So, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> what's the zone? Auto zone. So, this is where Kuroko uses misdirection. All of, like, to, to fumble with Takao's Hawkeye, Kuroko figures out a way to beat 
Takao in this game and does it with like the vanishing driving. Like Takao like freaks out. He's like, I can't, I, I, I see him all the time and now I can't see him. He's like, I can only see Kuroko. It's like, why, why could I only see Kuroko? And it's like, calm down, buddy. <laughs> he's like, his like, whole life's going to shambles. He's like, you don't understand. He's always there. <laughs> I'm the only person who can do this. But I, that's also the first hint at like Kroko's ability to not be invisible, but also disrupted by being visible when he's yeah. not normally invisible. Yeah. So that happens. They, you know, they tie, obviously. Um, then they play Kurosaki Daiichi, which is maybe the maddest I've ever been in at an anime. Like, not because of it doing it, like, something wrong, but just, It was like, painful for me to watch that episode. It's so, it's so hard. It, like, hurts. Especially, like, I know we both like Tepe a lot. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> like felt this pain. <laughs> I was like, yeah. no, you can't. No. So, the the Uncrowned King that shows up earlier, like, made to and he's like, oh, how are, I was like, how are your legs doing? He's like, oh, they're fine. Like, oh, man, there's some, there's some backstory here that we're gonna get. Yeah. So it turns out in the tournament before and like the previous year's tournament when they were cruising, like this dude like breaks Yoshi's body and like is responsible for these injuries and did it purposefully so that they wouldn't lose the game. And so at this point, like you really care about like Tepe because he's such a good dude and you're like, okay, well, you know, how, how am I not supposed to care about this guy? He's precious. He's, you, you, we, you, we just the must protect treasure. We must protect him. We must protect him. And they play this team. They do all this, like, cool stuff. Like, they're all their usual, like, Saren cool stuff. And they get up super fast. And then they're like, okay, we're up. Like, this is fine. But then they start to, like, get injured all the, like, all of a sudden. Like, all these, like, minor injuries show up and whatnot. They start to realize, they're like, why are players hurt? Or like, you know, my leg hurts and my arm hurts. Or like, I feel like I'm more tired than I should be. Yeah. Like, why am I taking all these punches? Like, why do I feel like I'm taking a bunch of punches? And like, turns out they're actually getting punched. Yeah. Like, the like, game's way more violent than it, like, usually is, you know, and instead of just bumping into people. Yeah. And so they, like, they're all, Kurosaki Daiichi's whole thing is, like, blocking. One guy will, like, block... Uh, the ref's view and then the other guy will like hurt a player just a little bit yeah so they try to figure out like Kuroko's vanishing drive and whatnot and like Kuroko and then they uh yeah so well actually that doesn't happen first what happens first is they are they're like super angry and like Kagami like is almost gonna throw a punch at somebody is like is looking like he's gonna kill somebody and then Kiyoshi's like hey like uh, I got this He's like, I got, um, I'm gonna take one for the team. I'm gonna take many for the team. <laughs> so he's like, so he goes to. Oh Jesus! I just got an update from the NBA that Utah beat Denver 124 to 87 in the playoffs, and that's just that's wow. just brutal. That's a that's a brutal score. That's a 50 point victory. You hate to see it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless 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 you're a fan, in which case. Yeah, you might you might like to see it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so Kyoshi's like, hey, so don't hurt my guys, just like hurt me. And, and Hanamiya is like, oh. I eat. <laughs> okay. This is what you want. You want me to break your leg again, yeah. buddy? Yeah. And so Kyoshi like just takes all these punches and is like getting brutalized. And he keeps scoring and like all the other people keep scoring. He's like, I'm gonna do we're gonna beat you. And 
you know, you can hurt me all you want. Like, this is going to happen. And so, like, Kuroko and Kuroko and, uh, um, or Kuroko and Kagame, like, are like, all right, we can't take this anymore. Like, we need to win this game for this dude because, you know. Yeah. Well, there also, there's also the problem of, like, they can't just, like, they can't, like, they, well, they won't, but they can't play the, you know, some of the other characters, they get angry. They're like, well, why don't we just hit them back? And it's like, because they're good at it and yeah. they'll just beat us with experience, you know, like they'll hurt us more and we'll get caught doing it and then they'll get, you know, free throws and we'll lose even more points. Yeah. So like we'll, you, we'll you have to get hit and not retaliate. Like yeah. in order to win, you have to like take it and just pretend it's not happening. And it sucks to watch. It is, it's actually painful to watch. Yeah. But then best boy Aomine comes in during halftime or whatever and is like, you're going to lose. <laughs> yeah. I thought Aminé was going to go in there because he was so mad he was going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, because I think that was like... That was in another part of the series where he like I don't know. actually beat somebody I think out. it's later in the match that Hanamiya threatens Kuroko. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think it was because of that. No. But he was like, he was just like washing up because he like, he's like, he was like, yeah, like Seirin <laughs> Koko is going to win. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah. So Kuroko and the Kagami go off. They, you know, they use the the banishing drives and they just score a bunch of points. Um, and there's six minutes left in the game. It's a not very high scoring game just because everyone's getting hurt. And Hugo can't miss any, like can't make any shots either. So that doesn't help it because he's so frustrated that Kiyoshi is getting hurt. Like even though they kind of have like, he, like can't, yeah, he can't keep his cool. No, he's just so mad. Not to mention, Hanami is like very good at stealing the ball too, as well. Yeah, and I mean, like, he like there's a lot of times where like how Kuroko like knocks a pass out of the air and like turns it back around, which is yeah. like part of why the aggressive style of Seirun works is like you know just reducing the enemy's mm-hmm. opportunities to score. Like Hanami does that a lot. He just like steals the ball, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like makes it makes the game so close by just denying opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, he like they end up being like, good at defense as well as like being. Yeah, they're not great. a they're not a bad team. No, they don't they're a dirty need to... team, but they're also a very good team. Yeah, I would really like to see a match between Akashi's team and them, just because I want Akashi. I, I like really want an Akashi to just like kill him. <laughs> give Akashi some scissors. <laughs> yeah, just like go over here, just give Akashi some scissors, and because he tried to stab Kagami. I know that was like uh, a very random thing, yeah. but I think it was to show that he's kind of like he, he doesn't mess around. Yeah, he is nuts. So he's pretty pretty um, messed up. So they take uh, Kyoshi out of the game, and then Hugo's like, "All right, uh, I need to make some shots," and so he makes some shots, shot, 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 and they win the game. And that that part was like just the most gratifying thing. Like the two most gratifying wins in that show are the Kurosaki Daiichi win. Than the final one. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Like, I just have never been so mad. It's really frustrating to just like when they like show them hitting Tebe's knee. Yeah. And it like buckles a little bit. You're like, no. <laughs> you're like, like, I just want to, I want to pause the film, go over there and like, you know, like bash his skull in real quick <laughs> and then resume. <laughs> so, such a violent response to these guys, but like, I get it. They're just, they're honestly just such assholes. They're just the time. worst. Like, I just, I can't feel like anything good about them. No. But no. that's, I mean, that's the whole like other moral of that 
uh, match is like just because people do bad things or like you know act cheap doesn't yeah. mean that you can win by doing that or that that's the right way to do it. Yeah, and they lose. So yeah, I mean they're they are one of the two like actual villains of the show that you mm-hmm. just yeah. can't root for. Like the other one being the, the other one stabs people with scissors. <laughs> oh, I was some of the guy that he like that tries to mess with Kisei's team. Oh yeah, that too. Like he's awful. I hate him. That like flashback was my least favorite flashback in the whole show. He's like, yeah, I stole your girl. It's like, gosh, this guy's an asshole. And Kisei's like, it's fine. I've got others. Yeah, it's like that wasn't even my girl, dude. You you like you just like studied together sometimes. Like, that guy was so random. Pulled around. Yeah, yeah I, I'm a I'm ruining your life. And Kisei's like, but no. Yeah. <laughs> So they play. Oh yeah, then they play toe again, and that's where the zone comes in. And and when Kagami meets the Generation of Miracles as a group and Akashi, because he gets stabbed with some scissors, Akashi's like, "Hey, where are you guys? Should all join me? I will. We'll talk." And then Kagami's like, "I'm gonna go with them." And then they're like, "Okay, but take this other guy, this third guy." which is, you know, one of their, their teammates, or Furihata, yeah. And so they, he, they meet Akashi, and he's like, you shouldn't be here. And then, like, tries to stab him with some scissors. And Furihata's like, I can't talk. I can't move. These people are crazy. I need to leave. I'm literally scared. <laughs> yeah. I cannot function. I do not want to be here. Please give me no. a... They all stand there all tall and quiet for, like, a minute before anyone talks yeah like what are you doing and they're like oh hi kagami we're waiting for akashi yeah they're like oh hey dude. he's like who and he's like y- you'll know yeah. <laughs> and then he gets stabbed and he's like oh this guy this this, this guy this guy's short and he stabbed you so then the toe and saren versus toe which is yeah. the start of the winter cup i believe no it's no this is oh yeah so they yeah, they make it to like the the actual winter cup because they yeah, were in the like, Ch- Champions League, and then mm-hmm. yeah, so now they're in the national winter cup. They play toe, and then that's where two things happen. The first thing that you see the ignite pass Kai. So Kroko does this thing where he inbounds the ball, and then he passes it super fast by like palming the ball, oh, and God, yeah, <laughs> and then like this Kai pass is like I'm gonna palm it, but then I'm like twist my wrist while I'm doing it, so it, like, shoots like a bullet. He, like, puts his whole body into it to give it spin, like, rifling. <laughs> yeah. Which is impossible. Yeah, no, it's it's not it's not a thing. The way yeah. he does it, it would never work, and even if you did what he's doing, it just, no. <laughs> yeah, it just, I, I don't He passes know. the ball really fast. That's, that's the important part. Yeah, and he does it, like, while the ball's in the air. It's like... Yeah, he, like, hits it out of midair. Yeah. Ignite ignites it down court. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't make it. It doesn't make any sense. But the whole thing cool. being like, well, it was fast before, but now people can't stop it because it spins. Except for my guns. Except ex- well, except for Kagami, I think is the implication. Kagami's the only one that can catch the ignite pass Kai. Kiyoshi can. Oh, I guess yeah, that's true. But um, none, of, none of the other regulars can. Like the the normal like ignite pass, they can. Yeah. But not the not the spinny one. <laughs> but Kyoshi's like, God, that hurts. He's like, I can't do this. He got it one time, and he's like, That's enough. <laughs> yep. He's like, No, no, no. But they they use it once, and it's like because both teams, Toho and Saren, are 
super aggressive. So it's yeah. a very fun match. It's probably it's probably one of the best matches I think. Yeah, but that and like Almine and, and uh, Kagami going to the zone, which is a, yeah. a new thing. Well, that's yeah, it introduces the zone. It's super aggressive. Almine's like very fun to watch play because he's just crazy, but that's yeah. also his character. But like they've actually developed some team play a little bit. Yeah. Because now that they're in the Winter Cup, his team's kind of gotten had to rely on each other a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Each of these guys like enter the zone. And for those of you who don't know, the zone is like a real thing. It's a point in your prof- or like your athletic career in which you pretty much lose sight of like your consciousness for like a little bit. You're like it's like meditation. And it's like you can feel everything and like you can use the full skill of your body at one point in time instead of like having these mental barriers and like you're not worried about anything you just do yeah you're just you know? you're you're doing solely one thing that's that's what it's all about yeah not very many people can do it just because like you have to be in the right mental headspace to do it like you have to be either be so confident in your own abilities or you just have to be like extremely zen which is not like not, not easy to do when you're playing to do. no it's not easy to do when you're meditating much less in the middle of like an athletic event. And that's something they go into like, well, they talk about how it's exhausting like when they enter the zone. Yeah. Like you're, you're you know, working at 100% kind of thing. Yeah. However you want to say it. But also that later on after the zones learned about like in other matches when Kagami wants to go into it, it's like you don't like will yourself into the zone. Like you, yeah. you can't you can't force yourself to be like super focused on something you know yeah you just have to focus like you can't just be like well oh, i need to focus and almine can kind of like enter it freely but he's been doing it since middle school and like yeah his, his whole thing is that like he's nuts <laughs> like he's just yeah. that talented that like the excuse exists but he also like doesn't care so it's not like he's thinking about all these other outside factors that are bothering yeah. I mean, it's part of his personality where it's not yeah. like, it's not like, oh, I have to win. Like, even when the game's really close, he's just like, this is so fun. Yeah. I want to play harder. <laughs> like, yeah. that's why that's why it's so easy and comes naturally to him. Exactly. I mean, it's something in like professional sports too that you don't really see very often. Like, you don't need to be like LeBron James to enter the zone. And they make sense of it too, because like, even if you are LeBron James or like, you know, if there's five LeBron Jameses, not all of them would be able to enter the zone. Like you yeah. can, like not all the generation of miracles can enter the zone, or like or not or haven't by the time yeah. we learn about it. You know, yeah. Like Murasaki Bura didn't do it until like he was about to lose, and he was like, ah, <laughs> and he like, like I gotta do the freaked thing. out, and then like forced himself into the zone. Yeah, he did even, it for like even as thirty seconds. As, yeah, even as talented as all of them are, like not all of them can enter it for a long time, and not all of them can enter it on purpose or have entered it in like, the Winter Cup. Kisei can, yeah, but that's... No, that's later. That's, like, in the movie. Yeah. Midorima that... can't until the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the only people that can... But does he, but does he need it? No. no. <laughs> How no. would that help him? <laughs> uh, maybe doing things other than shoot three-pointers, I guess, if, like, he can't why, shoot But why? Yeah, I don't know. If he can shoot more three-pointers... I, I... Shoot them faster. Yeah. Um, he creates two balls. <laughs> he just puts two balls in the hoop at all times. It's like a net ability. <laughs> it's, you've heard of the four-point shot. Have you heard of the nine-point shot? 
so yeah, they, they enter the zone. It's the super cool thing. Like they're playing the hardest. Everyone else is just kind of like watching them like go, as they go up and down the court. They're like, God, oh, we can't really, we can't really do anything about this. Like we're just going to sit over here. It becomes a battle. Like once Kagami reaches the zone between Kagami and Aomine yeah. of like, you know, nobody else, they were already hard to deal with, but now nobody else is like, has the ability to touch them. It, there's like a center character for each match. Like the Kurosaki Daiichi one is Hyuga's kind of coming of age match as well as, you know, Kyoshi's match. And this one is Kagami's match. Like, yes, the other guys play a role and so does Kuroko, but like, it's not, they're not like the center of the... the I wouldn't say it's Kuroko's like match, but... I mean, it's it's his shot. It's an important match for Kuroko. It it is his basketball. (laughs) I can't believe he owns all those basketballs. (laughs) It is important for him though because I know this is the one where like he developed the vanishing drive and stuff and then like the ignite pass Kai and then the second time they use the ignite pass Almine just like grabs it and he's like dude come on <laughs> this is I I caught this ball way more and then the second time he uses the vanishing drive Almine's like literally don't need eyes <laughs> yeah why do I need eyes when I can just like feel like, you? it's it's such a great moment when he just like sits there looking at him and then Kroko uses it and you just see his eyes closed and the, the music becomes tense and he just shifts back on his feet and he's like still way in front of Kuroko because he's so yeah. much bigger. And he's like, hello. So did you think that was going to work? <laughs> it's like, it worked once. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, that's how that works. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, I don't need, I don't need to see. <laughs> you, you can't fool my eyes if I'm not looking. <laughs> just becomes tall for like a second. It's like, why, why are your shoes off? What? <laughs> Yeah, but basketball bare feet. Yeah, like the, I think the Yosin match is kind of like Kuroko's Kuroko's match. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I think that's focused on him the most. Yeah, like that's a real David and Goliath story in this show. Is like literally Murasaki Bar is six ten and literally he, over a foot tall. I think. And like the only person who can score against him is Kuroko. Kagami. Oh well, yeah. At the beginning. What, yeah. And then yeah. Kagami when he's in the zone later. Yeah, on. yeah. They take a, do they take a long time to play the game? No, then they play Yosen after Toe. This game? This is like, it says it's five episodes. This is a long game. Yeah, this game's a long but game. We are the over important, three hours. The important part about this game, I think we already talked about, is the zone. Yeah. The gate. And then and then the, at the end. <laughs> oh, they, uh, the fist. The fist Aumine and Croak, Aumine is like, nice, and they fist bump. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh my god. He's like, you made me care about basketball again. And Croak is like, now we're never going to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, what have I done? He's going to practice now. He's yeah. not going to just, he's not just going to show up and say hi to Momui and then go home. <laughs> like, the worst part about, like, the show is, like, you know, all these people advanced at such incredible rates, and then, like, the ending happens, like, well, what was the point if I don't get to see them be good? Like, Wait, but what about next year? There, yeah. There's people graduating this year. Yeah, like Tepe's leaving and stuff like that too. Like, how is Saring going to come back from that? And then they do the movie, they're like, oh, Kagami's just going to go to America and then never come back. You're like, oh, that's sad. Why? So the next match yeah. after Toho is first Nakamiya. Yeah. Which is, I mean, the only thing I note there is only the second years played yeah kind of seems weird but the, a lot of the second years are worse than the first years at this point yeah um i mean except for like 
Huga and Tepe. It was a good pick-me-up game. Yeah, but it was like a – it was making – it got rid of the second year's complacency, I guess you could say. Yeah. Like it, it made them realize like we're doing well, but we can't just – you know, we can't just assume that because we have these great players on our team. We have to make sure we uphold our part. Mm-hmm. And part of that comes in when like, you know, the teams use like three people to just body block Kagami and then he can't do anything. Like, which happens in a lot of games yeah. it's like but there's still you know two very capable people on the team that yeah. the rest of the members have to play against yeah exactly and, and like, it makes them realize like we're an important part of the team like we gotta not be complacent just the fact that we're winning right now yeah just because like Kagami and Kuroko are like carrying us as well as like Kyoshi you know I mean we gotta we gotta be able to do things and like Hugo's like I gotta be able to not have what happened to me the Kurosaki Daiichi game happened again. I can't, I can't make like can't make any shots, you know. And it's also like a time to show how good Yosin is at defense. Is like these couple of games where they kind of like scroll past them. Yeah, I think you know, the like, first two games Yosin plays in the Winter Cup, like the like the part we are now, they the other teams don't score at all. Yeah. <laughs> you just see Marasakibur eat a lot of snacks. Yeah. It's like it was pretty boring. <laughs> Scored 80 points. <laughs> yeah. And so then the Yosin match happens. Yosin match super important just because, you know, it's Kyoshi versus Murasaki Bara. It's Kuroko versus Murasaki Bara. And then it's like um, Kagami versus Kagami Tatsuya. versus Taiga. Yeah. Or, sorry, Tatsuya. Tatsuya, yeah. And that's Kagami also versus Taiga. <laughs> where you get introduced to Alex Garcia. Don't we learn about her before? When they go to Kagami's house, like much earlier in the series, I don't think it's yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. When they're training, like she's before the training sessions, sleeping in his bed randomly. Yeah, she's like naked in <laughs> his bed for the plot. She yeah, she's like, like Kagami. I didn't know you had a girlfriend. He's like, I don't have a girlfriend. And he's like, how did you get in my house? <laughs> she like kisses him, and it's like super weird. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> I like Alex, but it's it's like, why did you do this? She's like in her twenties. And he's a high school. Yeah, she was like a she was like a professional player. She's thirty one. She? Yeah, she like makes out with Kagami for like a second. <laughs> Travels countries for him. She like kisses Rico, and she's naked most of the time. That's a little yikes, you know. Yeah, it's a lot of yikes. It just doesn't make any sense. And so, like, her way to meet people is like, kissing them. Like, ah, I just. Ugh. She's like, hey, how are you? <laughs> So they got trained by Alex Garcia in America, Tatsia and Kagami, which is why they're good. And she was like a WNBA player and she was good. So that happens. Yeah, so they get trained by Alex Garcia. Uh, she's interesting. And that's like a big backdrop to like the game between Tatsia and Kagami. And Tatsia's like, I don't want to be your brother anymore because, you know, or your friend because we're rivals now. Me. I know. He like throws away the ring. Yeah. <laughs> like, He's like, we're not married anymore. And you're like, what are you, are you divorcing Kagami? Like, dude, relax. I'll do it during the match, but Yeah, just like relax, dude. And um not cool. <laughs> yeah, so that all that all goes down. They you know, Kuroko's able to get past Murasakibara. Um Kyoshi starts being able to get past Murasakibara. They're like, they're scoring a lot of points. And uh Yosin's like, so you gotta play offense now? Murasaki Bara, or are you just gonna like watch us quit? lose? Yeah. So he like quits for a second. He's like, nah, I'm not playing this team. Like they tried too hard. 
Like I don't I don't feel like it. And then and then he comes back. He's like, okay, I'm gonna play it, but I'm gonna play offense too. No, he plays offense first and then he quits, right? Yeah. He like has a little anger fit. Yeah. About you know the game being hard. I guess. He's like, Tasia, why are you trying so hard, man? Like, aren't you supposed to be? I thought you were good. You don't have to try so hard to be good. Yeah, he, had a, like, he had to. He had to go. He had to go to the bathroom and yeah, just get his shit out. Yeah. And Tasia is like, listen here, you big shit. Like, I am not good. Like you I guys threw are. away my ring for this. I divorced Kagami for this. You just gonna throw it all away? Oh, we had something special. Do you know what we had? I did this for you. <laughs> um, he's like fine, and then he ties up his hair. Yeah, he ties up his hair. He's like, hey, he, he like he starts talking about the god of thunder really loud for like five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Why is this an Avengers movie all of a sudden? Now this is an Avengers level threat. Yeah, but yeah, so he enters the zone too after he like gets his shit together. Ties. He's like, hey, like I'm not good. Like you guys are. I'm just really good at doing all the little things right, which is like, yeah, I get that, you know. And then they lose. And then they lose. And Tatsuya's like, ah, oh, maybe I shouldn't have divorced you. Like, I love you, Kagami. Can we still be bros? Yeah, and Kagami's like, oh, come, we're always brothers. Yeah. You can't get rid of me. So they, they make up. I mean, make up. And then they go on to play the next game. I mean, they got to get ready for it. That match lasts a while. So there was a break, and for like a, a, almost a year, actually, in the uh, in the in the show, I remember that. I was not happy about that. Yeah. So the final season happens. They make it to the basketball monthly, which is this, you know they had never been featured, and they're like, oh my god, this is so cool. And then they do some more training. This is the Kisei and Hayzaki game to see who plays Sarin. Hayzaki is the guy that played for. The Generation of Miracles middle school team prior to Kisei joining the team and like steals people's abilities instead of copies them like Kisei does. That part never really made any sense. It was kind of weird. It was kind of like a throwing character to be honest. And he was so different from everyone else. I mean like yeah. he just doesn't, he never looked like he belonged. No, which I guess was part of like his MO. Yeah, I guess he liked to, so, he liked like, to not fit in. He gets into a fight with Tatsuya. He, like, beats Tatsuya. And, like, Kagami goes to his aid and whatnot. That's where they, like, make up or whatever. And he, like, also hurts Alex, which is a big douchebag thing to do. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this guy sucks. Like, he might be Kurosaki Daiichi, like, bad. Which, honestly, why wasn't he on that team? Yeah, who knows? I mean... Might have made the team too good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to, like, if you really wanted to make it bad, like, put him on Kurosaki Day. But at least he gets, like, appropriate comeuppance because Amine, like, kicks the crap out of him. Yeah. yeah. He's like, but you're still bad. Yeah, he's like, Amine beats the shit out of him. And you're like, oh, okay, cool, cool. This is and he, like, doesn't do anything to Amine. He's like, no. I deserve it. <laughs> this is what this he is. He also what looks, like, 30. And I yeah. know, like, all the characters in this seem like they're, like, in their mid-20s. Yeah. <laughs> but still. Regardless, he like looks way too old to be there. Mm-hmm. The thing about his steal though is like every time he steals a move, like the person who tried to do it before like can't do it anymore, so it like really hurts Kisei's team. And then that's where Kisei unlocks his perfect copy, and he's like, "Oh, okay." So Kisei's perfect copy means he can do all of the best moves of the Generation of Miracles, but only for a certain amount of time because it's physically taxing. It's like two minutes or something. It's five. Or maybe it's five. It's five. Yeah. 
It's like five real minutes, not like five game minutes. Yeah. And he doesn't have to see him either. Like that's he he just he become he becomes the generation of miracles. Yeah. So which makes him just OP. And then he just they just beat the shit it's out of him. Super after. fun to watch though. Yeah. He's that like, oh is what I have to say. <laughs> this guy's a piece of shit, and then Kise completely dicks on him. He's like, you can steal abilities, but can you steal abilities that are this good? And he's like, no. Uh, no. <laughs> I, can, no I, I cannot. <laughs> It was incorrect. That is something I cannot do because I am not that good. And then he gets the shipping out of him and was like, okay. And then after that is the semifinals between Shutoku and Rakuzan. Shutoku, yeah. And then Sarian and Kaijo. Part of the problem is doesn't Kisei get hurt in the in the game against Taizaki? Uh, Kisei and Sarian or Kaijo and Sarian play each other for the first real time. Yeah, Hizaki steps on Kisei's foot. Yeah. And stuff to like intentionally hurt him yeah. a couple times. He's yeah. a dirty player. No, he's terrible. And um, yeah, so Kisei's like kind of hurt, so he's not up to his full potential. It's still a good game, but like it's hard to watch Kisei not be able to do all the things that he wants to do and like have Sarian win. So I'm not going to say there's like an asterisk in Sarian's victory, but yeah. But like there kind of is, just because like Kisei's way too good for that. You know, but I think it's like you know things outside of your control can happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, mean, it happens I think it's basketball. a testament to the fact that in any sort of like even high end sports tournament, they you could have played an easy team. Yeah, you know, and then the next day you're playing your rival, and they could have had a really hard fought match the previous day. Yeah, and depending on the team, that could have either made them exhausted and they're just not able to play like to their fullest potential or it could have like like really upped their morale cuz they beat like a another close competitor the day before yeah and then they they like start out of the gate like really strong and that demoralizes you or something so like there's you know it, it's a testament to the fact that there's variables and maybe maybe Sarum would have won anyway yeah. or maybe they would have barely lost but i think it just kind of keeps if you imagine that it was intended for there to be like second year, third year playing, you know, going into the future, it kind of keeps that like they still, you know, there's still a long way for them to go. Exactly. You know, no, that's like a good point. Kisei's team is like right there next to them. Yeah. Kind of deal. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And, like that they, could, and that's probably a team that they're weaker against too. I mean, yeah. just because of their coordination and abilities, Kisei's team is kind of a hard fight for them. Yeah. Oh, for, yeah, because like, they're so they're mentally a very solid team. Yeah, you know? they've got a lot of really good role players. But yeah, they do. I'm trying to think of like a comparison in today's game. So Kisei's team is a lot like Dallas or Miami, where like you have one really good person, and then you have like a lot of really good role players around him, and like maybe like a second in command that's just not as good, but like can still do a lot of stuff just yeah. from like an NBA comparison standpoint. Uh, well, next is third place match. No, for the Rakuzan, we talked a little bit already about the Rakuzan and um, Shutoku game where Midorima gets like learns how to shoot without having the ball in his hands. So, like, that becomes super cool to watch. And that's basically just that game. Like, they just go back and forth for like an episode. And you're like, oh, Rakuzan's really good. And that's where you see Akashi for like the first time actually playing and like he can just break people's ankles all the time. And they, they show him break Midoriyama's ankles 
yeah. to show like he's the best. It's not like they're immune to it or something like that. That's his skill, you know. Yeah, he's, he is the best. That's why he was the captain. Yeah, and so they go over that in like a flashback arc, like a couple episode flashback arc, which is not something I really feel like talking about, just because like it's cool and I like it, but like it just seems mm-hmm. like kind of a filler arc. Yeah. Like I didn't need all these flashbacks to see like how good they were back then. Like we get that all the time. Yeah, I, they could have been put in at other areas. I yeah. would agree that. Yeah, like maybe, maybe then wasn't the time. <laughs> maybe before like the break, like the winter. I, I I do think they wanted exposition more about Akashi, but they wanted to yeah. keep him like in enigma for as long as possible. I guess I would say. Yeah, then we'll just get into the last game then. So they they play. Uh, Rakuzan, whose team consists of three out of the five uncrowned kings, and then Akashi, the best of the generation of miracles, and some Kuroko 2.0 guy who can hide his presence and is decent at passing, but can also like score a little bit, like like a regular person. I know. Um, like they start the game, they're like, "Oh, this. Why does this like feel so weird? Like we're not." Like we're not we're tied up. Like why why are we tied after like the first quarter? You know, like they I thought they were better than this. They're like, I, we did not expect to be tied. <laughs> yeah. So Akashi the the reason was because Akashi was just like getting everybody felt out and like so he could really he was go taking to work. It slow. Yeah, he was slow. He was definitely sandbagging them. Yeah. So I mean, which could have ended up sandbagging himself. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it ends up like it does. Because of like, if they but that's, but back, that's also how Higashi plays, though, too. You know, yeah, he likes to mess with people's minds and not just like. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of his personality, but also like his strategy is to like not reveal everything until he's like he finds his like path to win. Yeah, like Akashi and Raguzan like go one on one against everybody, and is just like, oh yeah, each individual one of us is better than each individual one of you. Like, yeah. oh okay. Like this sucks. Like they're gonna they're gonna lose this game. Uh, this is there's definitely gonna be like another season because they're not beating this team. Um, yeah. this, is a, this is not happening. Yeah, and so this, this game takes eight episodes. No, it's a long. That's like game. that's like three hours. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, and uh, actually, they do make it into a movie, like with those flashback movies, essentially, because they have like yeah. the, they have those like. There's a lot. Movies. There's a lot more revealed about like Akashi's life. Yeah, they try to make him seem like like he's, he's a rich. Like, he's a rich kid. Like, he's just who, a rich asshole. Yeah, he's a rich. He's kid a rich, like, psychopathic asshole. <laughs> always been good at everything. Yeah, he's like the violin wasn't hard enough. <laughs> and um, I specifically remember that flashback where he's like, "I just learned everything so quickly." <laughs> no, I know it's. Actually but basketball has other people, and that's why I sticked with it. Yeah, He's like, and I'm short, so that puts me at a disadvantage. So I can because which makes it fair. Yeah, and then he dunks, and then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, nice disadvantage. Yeah, so they he dunks to finish off the second quarter, and it's like they're up now by like thirty. Like, oh, okay, so they tried to throw everything at him, and in the uh, in like the halftime, they're like, ah, we're just we gotta we gotta do this, we gotta. We're like losing our we're losing our wits here, and the like Kuroko's lack of presence is disappearing because this dude 
that is like his 2.0, like all of a sudden is. It makes more people more when two people are doing it. Yeah. Everybody's all that more aware of it. So the time, because there's, there was always this big thing about Kuroko's effective time on court and like it was less against people they played a second time. Yeah. Like they, they got used to it quicker. So he couldn't be in for as long. Yeah. So they had to like have him in for shorter periods during the match. Yeah. So really they just have a year window to, to figure this out. Like, yeah. Kuroko's only going to be good for a year. Well, and then they also showed like when Kuroko uses his reverse, I forget what it's called. Is it a misdirection overflow? Yeah. Where basically everything's focused on him. Yeah. Um, which I think they use in the Yosin match. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's and then shown. Yeah, that's when, or they do it against Shutoku. And and they make it very specifically like obvious that it's like he can't do this again, like against the same team. Like the, now now they're always aware of his presence or whatever. Yeah. Like and it, it it's whether or not we'll never know, but whether or not it would be like next year they would always notice him, but like they make it very aware that. If they play again, they'll they'll lose because. Oh, they could do it. They do it against Toe Academy. Oh, they do it against Toe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know this is a really long game. They use a lot of time to show. Oh yeah, we're all stronger than you know the main players on mm-hmm. Saren. They take time to like show like. Uh, I think it's <laughs> Hayama. Like Hayama is faster. Like you can't keep track of him. Like all this stuff. Like everybody's just better. And then yeah. they they show like the thought process and like how they like struggle to overcome those difficulties to win like which makes for a really uh good finale i guess you could say like it it's it's well thought out like instead of just being like they're stronger so we have to use all our ultimate moves yeah people actually think about what's going on they're like well actually their ultimate moves aren't even their ultimate moves they just have like three different sets of them and one's weaker than the other and like they'll just beat you with the weak one. And then if you're better than that, they'll beat you, beat you with the next one. And then if you're better than that, they'll beat you with the final one. Yeah. You're just kind of fucked. Yeah. You're like, what do we do? Yeah. I mean, outside of the fact that Akashi's already really good. Yeah. So outside of the fact that they're all already really good. Yeah. So Kagami goes into the zone. He like, he like gets the ball. He goes into the zone. Kagami... Um, starts to beat Akashi and yeah. Kuroko's like using his he since he knows all the generation miracles really well he like starts to use this thing that's like um, like a pseudo uh, emperor's eye which is what Akashi has so that he can see the future of what happens to be able to beat them yeah so I think he uses that in the uh, Kisei game prior to that so that he can see what he does just so he can beat him and then um, Akashi like freaks out and he's like, I can't beat these guys. He's like Blade Runner. <laughs> he's like, I, I can't beat these guys. I'm gonna give up. Like, he gets taken out of the game. Akashi has this like inner dialogue with himself, like trying to figure who out, out who he is because he's never lost. And now all of a sudden, he's like, You're losing. Akashi. Who are you? Akashi. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> it's like, I don't. You're not Akashi. You're losing. <laughs> yeah. You can't be Akashi. And so Akashi's like, he like he has this weird orange eye as well as like his red eye. And so Yeah, he's got heterochromia. Yeah. I guess it's supposed to make him look intimidating. Yeah. Is this the idea or something? Or... I guess so. It's it's cool. But then like he goes back to being like his regular old self instead of having this weird dual personality. 
and then he doesn't have the orange eye anymore. And you're like, hey, that's not how that works. <laughs> Did your contact fall out? Yeah. It's like he's a, he's a, it's like he's a uh, chimney or whatever. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think comes out in this game, which talk, we've talked about the future, is like the, the idea of like the second door, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you get to the, you get to the bottom of the lake and you open the door or like you open the door and you're like, now you're in the lake or whatever. Yeah. But if you go deeper, you get to the bottom and there's another door and you know, there's, there's that shadow guy there and you, you can't open that other door and it's Kuroko. Kuroko's <laughs> yeah. like, I have been the owner of the zone this whole time. Kuroko's like, you have no idea. I have been lifting so much. We're going to open this door. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. And then they open the door. And Akai or Kagami hits this like true zone type of thing. Yeah, he's like zone two. Yeah, the zone within the zone. Um, the zone. So, which I think is really like about the whole point is like really playing with the team. Like the teams finally, yeah, like, meshed and they they can all play effectively together. It's yeah. like the team zone or whatever. Yeah, I, where that, that is what happens, isn't it? I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, no, like, that is what happens. Everybody goes and is forced into the zone. Yeah, because Akashi does something similar where, like, he goes into the zone and then everyone else around him also goes into the zone just because of how good he is as, like, a point guard. He, yeah. like, maximizes like, their abilities. Like, he, like, he, like, yeah, he, like, he, like, forces his team into the zone or something. Yeah, but that doesn't mean, like, they are playing in a team zone type setting where they're just yeah. able to do everything together. He's just, like, he's just, like, making them be their best, really, yeah. is what... It's, like, an individual zone instead of, like, the team zone, but just for the five people. So it's like the individual, the guys are, the, the Rakuzan's in the individual zone, like Sarian's in the team zone. Akashi's now Akashi Seijiro instead of, you know, using his first name. Yeah. And then they go on this like massive, just back and forth scoring streak. Um, yeah. And there's all like this pressure between like each other. Yeah, they're down. Sarian is down 105 to 98 with 40 seconds left in the last episode. And those 40 seconds take like 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. So Kagami, you know, they, they go back and forth. They score a bunch all of a sudden and they leave the team zone and everyone's like exhausted. And their team like ends up being the less, less exhausted team. And Kuroko goes up to shoot. And Kashi's like, I got you. Kroko's like, well, in fact, I had you before it even happened. <laughs> and then you see like Kagami like flying over them and he passes it to Kagami. So he's like, he's like, not Nani? Nani? It was I, Dio. But it was me, Meteor Smash. Kagami, why can you jump eight feet in the air? Yeah, exactly. Why can your feet be eight feet in the air? So, suffice to say, Kuroko passes it to Kagami for the final score of the game and of the show. And so they all just kind of like um, do that. And I think the big takeaway now is that all in all, the show is pretty passable. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, it's not. This is the point of the, this is the, point of the podcast <laughs> is that you can't pass up on this show. It's a good show. No, um, it's a very good show. You should definitely watch it. Yeah, um, and I kind of like the finale the fact that part. We can talk about it for hours. Yeah, for four without hours. really even going that deep into it or talking about everything as in depth as we would want. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, the, I like the end of that show too, where like they're having the birthday for Kagami. Yeah. And all the generation. Is it Kagami's birthday up. or is it Kuroko's birthday? No, Kuroko's birthday. And like all yeah, the Syrians there and all the generation of miracles are there. And like. Because they're, they're like, we friends again. Yeah. And like. Because Kuroko won and that's what, took, that's what it took. That's all that matters is that Kuroko wins. Everybody's just making sure that the cake knife has got put away and <laughs> Kashi's not near it. Yeah. And like uh, all of the like side characters show up too. Like Takao shows up and. Yeah, no, they're all just kind of there, which is, it's just, it's just kind of nice to see that, because, like, you know, after it's all said and done, so. It's nice to have, like, that representation of, like, everybody that was important. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the end of the, the show. show. So, we would talk about the movie, but that would be another two-hour podcast. could be another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, great okay. movie, though. So Really good movie. I did not watch it right away, and Aaron made me watch it, which yeah. was a very good thing that I did because it was yeah. great. Because the, the manga was... I had already read the manga, though. <laughs> yeah, this is true. But the manga was up. really good. And I was like, they're going to make this a movie. And I was like, okay. This is what we need. But how... Very you know, good. I asked all my... All the co-hosts, like, how they would rank the show. And, you know, I do the... We, we've already talked about how we rank shows before. Like, I do the 1 to 10, you know, and I have different... Yeah, based on... for different stuff. Um, you know, music and characters and plot plot all that stuff yeah like tyler did a smash tier list i don't think you can do a smash tier list with 153 anime so what uh probably not how do um, you uh, how do you rank your shows on my on my list that i have i usually like group the shows that i like higher up Okay. So when I look at it, like the the show, it's not like the show that's number one is my favorite show, but yeah, you know, if it, if it's higher, if it's a higher number, or if it's a lower number, it's probably a show I liked more. And yeah. if it's a higher number, it's probably a show I liked less because I'm putting it so that it's it takes more time for me to find it. Yeah. You know, I don't have I don't have like a specific ranking like you do in any sense, but yeah. if I had to give it like an out of ten rating, I definitely I'd I'd put the show at like a eight and a half. Ooh. Um probably losing points uh only because some parts of it do drag on a little bit like the the inner monologuing mm-hmm. that we talked about it's just kind of like it's almost like we interrupt this programming for an ad <laughs> yeah yeah especially near the end i almost hate to say like when the you could call it like the action like the, the actual play is getting really good and what's mm-hmm. happening like if you cut out all those like flashbacks and everything, especially when Akashi comes into it, mm-hmm. there's like three times as many and it really makes things drag on. Um, and I, I think it takes a lot of the enjoyment out of like the moment of watching the basket. Like if it was, if it was just as long and it was like, you know, one episode was 20 minutes of like a full quarter of basketball, like nonstop the actual plays, like instead yeah. of the thing that they do, I would have liked that like 300% more than, you know, the, the flashback backstory stuff they had because i i didn't think it added a lot to the character and it it kind of killed the finale for me a little bit like i okay. i didn't watch i didn't watch the finale like i watched a lot of the show like binging it i i took like a break between the episodes of the finale because i it was like killing the mood for me a little bit yeah no i mean um, that's fair like a disappointing finale can really bring down it, a yeah show. it really like i i still liked the very end and everything but it really like I was like so excited from all the matches up to it, like all the winter tournament, all the matches, very exciting. 
and it was building on a lot of stuff. And then like the pace of the last match kind of killed a lot of a lot of that for me. Yeah. No, that's, um, that's a fair criticism. So probably like a point off from that. And then, you know, there's just some kind of like here and there ridiculous things that if I'm being picky, I would take, you know, have a point off. <laughs> but <laughs> I think like I agree with you. I think that a lot of stuff drags on, but I also think a lot of stuff is too quick. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I would have rather had some of that stuff that was at the end. Yeah. You know, be more towards uh, the earlier parts. Like, I I think, you know, as the bracket of the tournament gets smaller, it'd be nice, mm-hmm. you know, if like the pace is equally picked up because yeah. you're, you're coming to that precipice of everything. And there, I mean, it's not just this show. There's a lot of shows that like I, this kind of does it to a fault, which I guess is what I'm talking about because it mm-hmm. does everything else so well. There's a lot of shows that just like, they just like kill themselves trying to add stuff on, on the, like as they're reaching the pinnacle and it's like, just make the, like, you know, really execute the pinnacle, like with what everybody wants to see from the pinnacle, like, you know, the, yeah. the ending of the show. Are you talking about Naruto? Oh, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> how much time do you got? Uh, five minutes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> then I'm not talking about Naruto. <laughs> okay. But uh, no, I mean, I get what you mean. Like, and that's why I like a hero no Sora a lot is they show people like missing shots and like all the dialogue happens outside of the game. Yeah. You know I, I mean? I, I'm i going to have to watch it. Yeah. But from just you saying that, it, I feel that I would enjoy it a lot. More. It's a lot of like half of it's a lot of slice of life, and the other half is like well paced games where not everyone's like super ridiculously good. But you need that dichotomy. Yeah. You know? Like they're good and they're like the players are good in their own right, but they're not like I'm an NBA player at like 14 in Japan. You know? <laughs> like straight up not even a joke. <laughs> like I'm like Akashi's like I'm Chris Paul, but like as he is right now, not like before he becomes Chris Paul. Yeah. You know. But 5 8 and <laughs> Yeah. But just out of middle school. <laughs> yeah, I think your ranking is fair. I think your criticisms are fair. I think like they, it could they could have spread it out a little bit more in terms of like the game pacing and whatnot to like coincide with the finale. I, I do have to say I think if I was more of a basketball fan outside of the show, mm-hmm. like if it was one of the sports I watched or like the sport I watched, I probably would have ranked it like a, a nine or a nine and a half. Either. Yeah. But you know, there, I, I do have a bit of disconnect there. Yeah. That, and, you know, and that's the good part. Probably about naturally lowers the ranking. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's the good part about you coming on and having like a different opinion. Because if this was just like, a, we're going to boast about the show the entire time. Our, our favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, here's all of our favorite things. Like, that's just not fun. You know? Even if I want to be critical, it's, it's a show, it's just kind of a rare show that's hard to have any real criticisms on. I mean, yeah. it, it lacks very little. Like, we are nitpicking. Plot summary, character development, even down to the music and everything. It, it yeah. produces a lot and it executes it very well. It's it's incredible at how hard it is to find shows like that. Yeah, I mean, when, when you really have seen enough of them, like we have, you, you, see, you start to see all the flaws on a lot of shows and it becomes very apparent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. All right, well, I think that's a, that's a good place to finish. So if you... Uh, you know, if you haven't watched Kuroko, you probably should. That's the whole reason why we're here. So, Ryan, I appreciate having you on and 
Thanks for joining me on this long adventure of talking about Kroko's basketball. Yeah, I'm interested to see how long it'll end up being. Yeah, this is going to be a fun editing project. So. Um, but yeah, no, it was really enjoyable. Glad we got to talk about it. Yeah. Happy to come back another time on maybe something that other people probably don't watch. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I can get you to talk about Slice of Life one time. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I've been starting to get into Slice of Life a little bit more with our Hero No Sora, so. Yeah. We'll I'll, I'll, send, I'll send you some things. <laughs> yeah. Okay.